Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley! It's anger! Let me at him! Fear! Safety checklist is complete! Disgust! Ew! Ew! Ugh. Sadness is in the house! Oh, no. Hello, I'm Anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. Great beer is about drinkability. Doesn't matter the style. You guys are like walking beer Wikipedia. That's the first time that you've ever accepted me as a person. Or you have a fermentation in your gut. I'm Jeff propelled at all times. How many guys do you think that you have the privilege to slap? Somebody who's never tasted a commercial example. And this is how you know everything about this beer? Please, you don't. I think it's bullshit. (laughs) I think it's bullshit, too. Wow. Are you guys going to arm wrestle? No. No. We're going to teabag fight. (laughs) You heard of Junkyard Wars? Can I get another high five? Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Hey, hello everybody. Welcome to the show. My name's Justin Crosley. I will be your host this week. (laughs) Thank you. And uh, maybe even for a couple other weeks. Wow. We'll see. That'd be nice. Well, we're off next week, so that was it. That's a freebie. (laughs) That's one. Well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Your host next week. Right. Yeah. I'm around a little bit. Happy to be here. Great show planned for you tonight. like to thank our sponsor, More Beer, who brings you this show. You can go to morebeer.com and check them out. They got everything you need and and a bunch of stuff you, you probably don't need, which you should also buy because who doesn't like shit they don't need, really? Can't get enough of that. Yeah. Right. Go to morebeer.com and check them out. They've been good to us for a long time, and we appreciate it. Uh, good friends here of the show. Also on tonight's show, Eel River Brewing Company, which is out of, I don't know, 
Eel River, California. Some place north. Some place north of here. Humboldt. Yep. Are they actually? They're in Humboldt County, but I don't believe they're in the city of Humboldt. Fortuna. Oh, I thought that was close. That's getting close. Closer than you got. Am I just thinking of ancillary Star Wars characters? Bib Fortuna. Could be. I've known the guys at Eel River for a while. Actually, their son, who I don't believe I've met, he's the head brewer now and the brewery operations manager. He's going to be on the show. I've met his dad, who's a crazy. Fucker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's a lot of fun, that guy. Ted's his yeah. name. So we'll talk about Ted on the show. But uh, back in the day when Shat used to be around, uh, it, whenever we would travel up to Oregon or whatever, we'd swing into Eel River and, and have a good time. It is Fortuna. There you go. Uh, good call, JP. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, so we got Eel River on the show. We'll talk about what's been happening with them. Um, they've been around in the business for over 20 years. Which, uh, as we all know here, is a, is kind of a big deal in craft beer. Yeah. Um, so we can talk about their history, and I hope their brewery that they have a pub up there and a brewery, and I hope their brewery's still in the same place because it's in an old abandoned uh, poorhouse lumber mill. No, that's too bad. Yeah, uh, lumber mill. The Fortuna area is right on a, a river, and it used to be known for uh, you know sending lumber down. And anyhow, there's this huge like ghost town of a of a lumber plant that um, they just got a little space in it and and put cool. in their brewery. They could expand forever and ever there. So a good idea. We'll talk about that kind of stuff. And uh, I think we have seven or eight different beers of theirs. Um, Whoa. Here on tap at the uh, at the Hop Grenade, too. So if you want to come down and try them tonight or tomorrow, they'll be around, and we'll try some of them on the show tonight. Um, looks like we got a, um, a mocha stout. Uh, I've, I've already had a, I have. Did you, did you get that? Yep. All right, we'll talk about that beer. I've had their pale ale already, which is really, really nice, and uh, they got a couple other things going, including uh, bourbon barrel-aged. Uh, is it a stout? Uh, no, uh, bourbon barrel-aged barley wine oh. that we can uh, try, you know, probably toward the end of the show. (laughs) (laughs) See how things are going. Right. So, a lot to do tonight with them. It's going to be a good show. Let me let you know about some upcoming dates and different announcements happening. Um, the 21st Amendment, our friends over there, Sully, they're doing a big uh, Cinco de Mayo celebration, as you could imagine, with their uh, great beer they have out now, uh, El Sully. Which is kind of a, a Mexican lager. When's that? Um, so, <laughs> well, they got a couple different things going on, as a matter of fact. Um, you can celebrate Cinco de Mayo at the 21st Amendment Brewery in San, San Leandro on the 5th through the 7th, as a matter of fact. Uh, they got a few things going on with specials on El Sully Crowlers and Pints. This Crowler thing. It's catching on, baby. Hmm. Crowler uh, fillers are expensive, though, aren't they, Beardy? Yes. What's the average price of a Crowler filler? Uh, well, the kind of middle of the road slash top of the line one that most people are getting. Those are two different things. <laughs> well, they're not the cream of the crop, okay. but they're on the upper half. <laughs> Jesus, but they're middle of the line, top of the road. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're the upper the cream of the crop. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, what is in the upper? About eight grand, probably. Wow. So that just, thing? just to put the lid on yeah, that's just the, the crank. can. It's a the capper. Cranks? Yeah. It's basically yeah. a capper. Yeah. yeah. It's just a capper. A seamer. A seamer. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. They have it at Maui Brewing. And yeah. They do a lot of those. Yeah. There's been a lot of... I can that thing... Hold now? No, uh, uh, being eight thousand bucks, right for that little thing. But but they yeah. are, huh? I mean, it's it's a lot of precision machining that goes into those things that turns it at a really high speed. So that way, when it 
doesn't work right, everything just flies across the room <laughs> and makes oh, a big mess. Like, like chopping off heads, that yes. kind of mess? Yeah. Okay. A beer bloody mess. Crowlers, if you don't know, are just, it's a large format uh, aluminum can that they just put a can top on like normal, and then you open it like an aluminum can. And I think yep. people like them because they're super cool looking, but yeah. I'm well, not like sure that... keep also? Well, I don't know about that. That's kind of yeah. what I was... Yeah. Not necessarily. Yeah. Okay. If, if you're just... Essentially, those people that just get the seamer are filling a crowler the same way they would a growler. A growler. Okay. So there's... Most of those people are doing it the same way, and so there's really no benefit. Um, I would except think the, the cool factor. You're right. The, I think there's just a cool factor in transportation. Like, you can take yeah. that to the beach where you can't take your normal glass Good crawler. Call, but, yeah. right. I mean, it's an open no, no silver bullet, benefits. right? And so you, maybe you purge it, but then you're opening it, and there's it's not as narrow of an opening as a growler. Yeah. Or even, like, our warheads, right? Um, you still sell those? Well, those are larger. And, larger right, but yeah. but they still have a smaller opening than the yeah. crowler can. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't know. So I, I, I wouldn't hang on yeah. to them just because they're in a can. Right. I would drink the shit out of them still. And one thing to not tell the ABC is that most places also don't weigh them to know that they're actually filled yeah, let's to not the right volume. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So I think you just did. Cinco de Mayo at the 21st Amendment. You can go to their San Leandro place where they've got El Sully crowlers and pints. Um, the return of their delicious El Sully beeritas. Yeah, they're doing burritos over Sounds there. Sounds good. Uh, they got lager flights, El Sully tacos, and a mariachi band from three to close on Saturday. That's all happening. Um, and then there's also a Cinco de Mayo San Francisco pub crawl. It's actually a crawl to the pub. Um, that's on Cinco de Mayo from 5 to 8. And starts at Buzzworks at 5, goes to Bloodhound at 6, Whole Foods on 4th and Harrison at 7, and ends at the 21st Amendment Pub, the original 2-1-A, at 8 p.m. Uh, great company and fresh El Sully. Fun times to be had by all. So uh, put that on your calendars if you're looking for something a little more beery to do on Cinco de Mayo rather than just, you know, um, Negro Modelo and taco, one dollar tacos at the chain fast food place. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, also, of course, the National Homebrewers Conference is just around the corner. It's happening in June. It includes the National Homebrew Competition, and uh, just a couple things about that. Uh, when you go, you can meet people like Stan Hieronymus, Annie Johnson, Denny Kahn, Drew Beecham, Ken Schram, and even the great Charlie Papazian. Those are the types of people you see at the National. National Homebrewers Conference. These rock star brewers and many others will be at this year's uh, con uh, June 15th through 17th in Minneapolis this year. You can join them. Just make sure to register for the best gathering of the year by going to homebrewcon.org to sign up. You can still do so now. And you should do it early, especially if you want to get hotels uh, like at the conference site. Mm -hmm. You should probably go do that right away. And it was my understanding when I registered that you only get the hotel information after you register. So you're going to want to go in and register. They'll give you the hotel info, and then you can, um, you know, get under the block of rooms that the Homebrewers Association has set up for you. Hmm, interesting. We'll all be there. I think Beardy was even talking about going now. Yeah, which Uh-oh. is cool. I, yeah, I was asked that the other day whether you could go. Oh yeah, I'm I'm trying to make sure that it happens. All right, it's yet not 100 percent certain, but mostly. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So when you get there, you're going to be allowed to leave. Minnesota? Yeah. Oh, it's like we'll it's find your out. town. That's where you can. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it'll be a one-way trip. We'll see. <laughs> oh, no. It's going to say if right. your wife has anything to say, you might not want to go. I think right. you might want to sit this one out. Or don't or bring you, her. Well, the key is there. to yeah. keep her from going. Right. Okay. If she comes, then my chances of coming back go way down. Right. Yeah. Uh, we'd hate to lose you to uh, Minnesota. Minneapolis or... Yeah. <laughs> 
So or anywhere. Right. Yeah, I just want to keep. You I would right hate here. to lose me also. <laughs> All right, go to homebrew uh, homebrewcon.org and check it out. Me and JP and Bevo and Doc, we're all on the hundred percent list. We'll yep. be there to party with be you. There. We're hundred percenters. Yeah. Um, as I mentioned last week, we it doesn't look like we'll be doing an anniversary party, but we are work, we are working on setting up a, a meet and greet on Saturday night where we can just go hang out together and have some beers and, and not meet. not do the giant uh, production that we normally do. Saturday night. Save that for Lucky 13. Yeah, Saturday night. They moved the uh, banquet and everything. Uh, it is no longer happening Saturday night. Um, oh, news to me. Yeah, you know, they they want to make the awards experience uh, just a little uh, better for people. And, of course, as that conference grows, it has become, um, you know, a little difficult to do a banquet for that many people, plus add in the awards ceremony. and. Right. You know, I really liked it, of course, but I don't have to run the damn thing. Um, and yeah. I, I think also uh, this is something I do like about the change. They've started to have audio issues and presentation issues just because of the sheer size of that room to, right. to fit everybody for a banquet. So they're talking about doing it in more of a, uh, a theater-style atmosphere now so that the sound is really good and the production will be really good. So those of you watching the stream on thebrewingnetwork.com will probably get a better experience. And and those of you who really care about, um, you know, hearing your name and seeing your name up in lights during the awards will probably have a better experience, too. Um, and then for food, you can go somewhere else when it's all over. Right. So, what, <laughs> night, what night's that? Saturday. It was sad, that's, it'll end up being like Saturday uh, afternoon. Okay. Uh, rather than having. And so, as I understand it, um, you shouldn't quote me on the exact times, but I, I think the entire uh, conference finishes up somewhere around 6 p.m. on Saturday now so that we can go out into the town and uh, both of them. The Twin Towns, is that what it's called? Yeah, Twin Cities. Twin cities. Uh, yeah. Them. Twin Towns. Um, cities of uh, Twin Lakes, I think is what it is. C- city of yeah. Twinerly Love, yes. I think it is. Yes. Um, Hot Twins. So that's why we're talking about uh, doing our meet and greet on Saturday okay. night, you know, people getting yeah. out and doing things. Because if we do the, the awards later, mm-hmm. you win an award, man. You want to go out party yeah hard. yeah well yeah, now you so can it, party it ends up being four or five in the morning and you're still going yeah but, now but, we can do that and it'll just be me and you Doc. i, I think so. the same number of people will miss their flights the next day though <laughs> i don't think that's gonna help yeah yeah all right well check it all out and go to homebrewcon.org that's what's going on with us and them all right. You can support us by doing your Amazon shopping, as you normally do, but click the Amazon link on our homepage. Uh, you can do that both in the U.S. and the U.K., and a lot of you do it. It supports us. Uh, you know, you pay the same amount of money. So thanks for doing that. You can also subscribe and join the BN Army by becoming a recurring donor. You, uh, for as little as $2 a month, you become uh, eligible to win $100 in the More Beer Monthly Donation Giveaway. That's a good chunk of change, bro. I, yeah, I should do some math on how, long, how much money they've given away. It's been a lot over the years a hundred dollars every month uh, for yeah. as long as they've been doing that and we just draw names the more you donate the more your name is put into the hat um, and you know we've had a lot of winners over the years so it's just a cool way to support us and more beer helps you out too by giving away that hundred bucks so check that out uh, you can get updates on different things and funny jokes and i don't know probably racism and sexism if you're looking for that over on twitter facebook and instagram uh, by following brewing network over there Send your feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. Uh, JP gets all that. And, I and, do. And he loves it. I really do. Yeah. 
It's not a fun it's, highlight it's, of his week. It is my highlight of my week. <laughs> For a Friday, I just kind of roll out of bed and hang out and give the cats a scratch or two and then yeah. really look forward to feedback. Yeah. Yeah, I really I really get into it. We get good feedback. We get bad feedback. And, and we well, like it all. I don't, just I don't feedback. judge feedback. It, 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 it just exists <laughs> as feedback. It's just... Uh, well, feedback does get judgy. <laughs> it That's does. true. And then we get judgy on it. Uh, right. That happens, too. It's like, it's like a donut, right? You can have donuts that are better than others, but at the end of the day, it's still a donut. It's still good. <laughs> you can't go wrong. Right. Yeah. And afterwards, you're still not satisfied. You're exactly right. It's because of that hole in the middle. Yes. <laughs> so you buy the little donut holes. And you fill them. I've been eating donuts all wrong donut. in my entire oh. life. You're, you can be responsible for your own happiness. You plug the donuts. You've been all missing the, the donuts. Yeah. Butt plugs for donuts. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. All right. Do we have a Twitter game today? We do. Well, I'll tell you what. Our Twitter game is brought to you by Neshemini Creek. Neshemini yeah. Creek Brewing. Were they on last week? Was they it just, were. Uh, they were on with us last week. And uh, boy, how the time flies! I can't even remember. I think you um, were here. Even. I was. I was here. Oh dear. Uh, had a good time with those guys, Asher. That's a fun brewery. Uh, they've been on the Philly beer map since 2012. Three-time Philly Beer Scene Magazine Brewer of the Year, 2014, 15, and 16. So it's just crazy. They're killing it yeah. right now. Brewer of the Year. And by the way, we loved every single one of their beers last week. Absolutely. Yep. Um, so I can see why they're. They really do a great job. Two-time GABF Vienna-style lager medal winner and uh, also a bronze for their smoked lager in 2016. Also a beer that we tried, at least yeah. one of their smoked beers, which um, I, I even finished. You know, after the show, Beardy <laughs> yeah. was like, you know, because a lot of times I'll say, oh, I really like that, and then I won't finish it. Uh, <laughs> Beardy's like, I could tell you actually like their smoked beer. You finished it. And I think I might have poured myself some more. Yeah. Um, just baking uh, killer beers over there. Large, expanded, and recently renovated tap room with 24 beers on tap. Uh, 18 uh, are rotating in seasonal limited beers. So free tourity. Uh, tourity. Tourity. Three <laughs> brewery tours on Saturday. And uh, they got a new second location opening. We got a little inside scoop on that after the damned show was over, <laughs> uh, which was interesting. <laughs> but uh, what are you going to do? Yeah. Check them out at NeshaminiCreekBrewing.com. And uh, thanks to them for being a sponsor of this show. What's our Twitter game? Uh, well, uh, you know, uh, as often as, as the talk does drift away from beer uh, topics before the show, uh, we were talking about pharmaceuticals oh. and drugs <laughs> and all sorts of things. <laughs> yeah. And so I, it got me thinking, we're industrious young folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, most of us are. Um, so I think the BN should get into the pharmaceutical game. Okay. Mm-hmm. Name our new drug all right. and what it does. Okay. I like it. Thank you. And this could get us in lots of trouble if we actually went into the pharmaceutical game here at the BN. Well, maybe we should just go into the pharmaceutical testing game. That's the game. Yeah, how do I get on that list? Stick around. (laughs) I foresee so many boner references. (laughs) All right. That's our Twitter game. How about some feedback? Let's do it. All right. Feedback's brought to you today by our good friend John over at the Beer Law Center. Go to BeerLawCenter.com and check them out right now. They protect our trademark, and they can do the same for you. Plus, TTB filings and uh, all the things you need to know legally about being a brewery owner or trademark owner in the beer industry, too. So go check them out at BeerLawCenter.com. All right. This feedback email is about fresh beer in Australia. Gentlemen and Bevo, firstly, thank you for all the amazing knowledge, blah, blah, blah. JP's doing an amazing job holding the show together whilst Justin slowly decomposes from the feed up. 
That's about right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wanted to hear your opinions on the fact that beers we get here in Australia that are delivered, quote, fresh, uh, but would be uh, re- recalled in the U.S. for being out of date. Beers from, he says, Sierra Nevada, Stone, Golden Road, and others that we hear are some of the best examples of certain styles may not show these beers in the best light. Uh, for those of us who can't travel to the U.S. regularly to taste the best examples of the style, then try to replicate these beers based on the incorrect assumption of stale IPA. Um, so I guess he wants uh, he just wants our opinion on that. There's no real question. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, I mean, I would say w- welcome to homebrewing in America in the 90s when we were trying to replicate Belgian beers, and then yeah. more more than enough people finally decided to go over there and came back and like, no, no, we're doing it all wrong. Yeah, we're trying to replicate flavors that are stale and old, and and yeah. and or, this is not how it is. Or any beer, or any beer from, from over there, there. Yeah, uh, yeah. German lagers, uh, even English beers. And, of course, we had the same problem with our Can You Brew It show that Jamil did for us here yeah. when we would try to replicate those beers. And often, in fact, listeners would complain. You know, often Jamil would comment, okay, I can tell this um, particular beer is not a good representation of the beer, not the style, so we're trying to replicate it, you know, with taking that into account. So I guess what we're saying is our opinion, it's a problem. This is a problem. Yeah. And if you don't have, luckily, Jamil had tried most of those beers in his travels and was able to talk about what was different. Well, if if you're there in Australia, you know, trying a, a Sierra Nevada or a Stone IPA for the first time and you've never had it, well... Yeah, that that could be an issue. It's maybe bottle your homebrew and save it for eight months, and then compare <laughs> See where you are. Yeah. You know. Well, I would suggest one way around that too, kind of the same way Jamil was able to talk about it, is to educate yourself on what off flavors come from old uh, stale beer, mm-hmm. uh, from beer being stored warm for too long, uh, problems with oxygen uh, permeating the bottle. If you became familiar with those flavors, you could understand while drinking them. This must not be a good example of a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, because you would be able to pick up on on those off flavors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Sierra Nevada is a beer uh, that shows its flaws pretty good. Okay, I think. Okay, you know what I mean. It's like it, there's a very night and day difference between a like a heat damaged Sierra Nevada and a really fresh Sierra Nevada. And I know that sounds like really obvious, but I don't know if it's the, the hops or the yeast character. I don't know what it is, but f- like uh, f- for a long time, whenever I would try Sierra Nevada, I wouldn't like it. And then I realized after going to to beer camp uh, and then actually trying it fresh, and now it's much more fresh on the market when you buy yeah. it. It's a very clear difference. Uh, and I and I love it. I've been drinking it nonstop for like two weeks. Right. So uh, I, I think there's there's some of those beer styles do show their flaws extremely well and extremely quickly. And then if you know what those flaws are, uh, you, yeah. could, you know, not that, you, not that that makes the, the beer drinking experience any better. I mean, what's the other side of the coin? Do we, would you rather we stop shipping beer around the world and and i i don't think i would i don't think i'd vote for that just because uh, some of these beers aren't exactly how they were intended and i mean that's it's a tough problem that we have to get you know i guess it's it's why everybody is excited about local beer and the rise of local craft breweries but i still would want to be able to buy some of my european favorites just for fun yeah right you know that's why you're seeing a lot of american craft breweries opening up breweries elsewhere in the country and around the world yeah Shipping beer sucks. It, it's the same as if you wanted In-N-Out in Australia. 
and they made you a burger yeah, here, oh, yeah. and then shipped it. Oh, now that would be, that would, I'd be against that. Yeah, you would be against that. Yes, well, it's even oh. bad when somebody gets it for you and drives it back to the house. Yeah, you get right there. The ten minutes to the house is already not good. Yeah, you're right. The fries, you need to eat the fries hot. You that's can't right. let them get car temperature. Or or they turn to mush. Yeah, that's why you get them well done. Yeah, yeah. right. Well done. I'm opposed yeah. to that too. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I guess yeah. we, we do have kind of a, a problem even here with fresh beer. Like, I'll go to, like, the Safeway, and they won't rotate their stock. Hmm. And so, like, 12 packs of Sierra Nevada, they're either, either bottled or canned two months ago or five weeks ago. Well, which one are you going to choose, yeah. right? So yeah. you get that one. Or I bought a 15-pack of Founders all-day IPA because I've had, like, three 12-packs of Sierra Nevada, and I kind of want to change. Yeah. There was a one that was canned on 327 and 112. Okay. Yeah. So I picked the three twenty seven because what am I going to do? That that cold box. Yeah, yeah, and they were just they were right there, and so I think that's also part of the problem. No. We're still experiencing that. So even in a market that's that it still has these fresh beers, you can run into the problem of, yeah. of not having as fresh beers as, as you want. And granted, that's not probably heat damage and all the travel and stuff, but right, you know. Or maybe we need so, more charitable beer buyers, and you could have bitten the bullet for everybody just else. Take one for the and team. Bought the old that's one. That's not me. Yeah. No, yeah. that's not me. Not you. Other people. Other people. Yes. yes. Right. So the best I could really say is to take those beers with a grain of salt, and uh, you know, learn your off flavors because uh, you know, if you're anything like me, I, I'd still want to be able to try them overseas. He does go on to say, and in fact, in talking about breweries uh, from the U.S. that are opening in different places, he says, regardless of all this, in the last 12 months, we've had amazing U.S. beers become available here. The brewery has become available, Alesmith, Cigar City, and Cub, he said, which I haven't heard of, which are a subsidiary of uh, AB InBev. Cub. Um, he says, they're now brewing Goose Island IPA here for Australian distribution. Um, so uh, I guess a, a, a brewery there producing Goose Island beer since they're part of the AB family. Um, he says that will push IPA further into the market than ever before. So he says it's exciting times for Aussies. Even if you don't care, uh, if you don't care, feel free to go fuck yourself. Okay. Is, yeah, so Great. Thank, thank you for the permission. Yeah, regards, when's our break? Regards from Joel. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to fuck myself. It needs to be soon because I get tired. All right. Um, Here's one you might remember we had a discussion last week about the uh, PC beer names and the new uh, yes. Brewers Association rule about the Great American yeah. Beer Festival and not reading names that are offensive. What, what was our name? Was it John Palmer? John Palmer. John Palmer. Palmer. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, this, uh, like I said, titled PC Beer Names, uh, it's from Gay Kyle. And uh, Gay right. Kyle writes in, if you're so uptight and overly PC that a stupid beer name triggers you, you are the problem. Find a safe space and go fuck yourself. <laughs> so far a theme in today's program. Um, Not even brought to you by Adam and Eve. <laughs> if you're one of these people, I bet all your coworkers hate you and talk shit about you behind your back because you suck so much. Wow, Beardy must must uh, get offended easily. Probably does. If you think about that criteria. Uh, Bebo, we need to talk. <laughs> I'm Lucy, not Bebo, I have some I'm complaints Jason. to file. <laughs> I'm Jason. He's, he can't see. He's him. looking at me. Just, yeah, just let him do it. He needs to look a little to the right, a little farther see. to the right. He can't oh, okay. see anyway. That's Doc, Beardy. That's Doc. <laughs> All the blurs look the same. Uh, loosen up and realize it's just a beverage. Sincerely, Gay Kyle. Well, it's not like they named the beer Dixon. Uh, Oh, you mean the great Dixon Holes? Dixon Holes. Yeah, the great uh, Nashville Patriot Dixon. 
Dixon Holes. Dixon Holes. What? Um, anyway, I don't know what else to say about the matter, really. <laughs> yeah. uh, we said a lot last week, we and did. apparently it, it just... It is what it is, you know. The the world is moving that boring direction. <laughs> so the rest of us have to snooze, snooze, snooze. Um, okay. Here's here's a long wow, one. That's a big one. Yeah. It's it's about New England. It's about New England IPAs. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Um, he writes in, um, what's up, dick noses? Um, I've been listening to you guys. my nose. I've been listening to you guys for over a year, and I've learned a shit ton from all your episodes. Uh, if there's one, things, uh, one thing I've learned, though, it's your feelings on cloudy IPAs. <laughs> now, he says, when I began listening last January, I was in the same boat. If I'm getting an IPA, I want it clear and bitter, not cloudy and soft. Over the past year, though... I've been coming around and have learned to appreciate this style. Not saying I love it, but there's some great ones out there. Um, Anyhow, he goes on and says, I was actually driving um, back to North Carolina from the Craft Brewers Conference, and he stopped into Richmond and went to a brewing company. I'm not going to say their name. Um, And he got there early, and there was a line out the door, and he thought, wow, you know, this beer must be really good. And by the way, it was just like a Tuesday afternoon. Um, you know, he started asking everybody why you're in line. Is there some event? And everyone said, no, no, just a, just a normal day. And anyhow, uh, turns out he ordered their New England style IPA and he said it was terrible. <laughs> he even saw grit floating in it. When I started drinking it, he says it was even worse. It tasted like two-day-old cut grass and the hop crumbs found at the bottom of the bag. I had to choke that down as everyone around me was creaming in their pants, he says, while <laughs> drinking their beers. Which is a tough thing to see, I would think. Well, when you're, well, you just when see you're from the, out of town and, you know... <laughs> you see the stain. You could get, get, get you know, the shank any time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you got to be careful. Um, he says I was most pissed that they're charging a, a premium at this price. It was something like yeah. seven fifty for twelve ounces. Well, it um, takes a lot, a lot of more money to get all that junk in there. Yeah. So he says. Anyway, I'm done. I just hope that New England IPA drinkers don't come to expect that this is the shit. And if they're drinking this style, they can enjoy ones that actually taste like a beer. So. Good commentary. I think some of the same commentary you guys have made here about about the style. And Probably. Interesting that people are lining up now to, to drink it. But. People line up anywhere for anything. <laughs> any any yeah. beer style they'll line up for. So Yeah. Yeah. All people right. like lines. That's your feedback today, brought to you by BeerLawCenter.com. Go check it out. All right. We got a phone call. Uh, somebody wants to talk about uh, it's, uh, Zeb from Modesto. Who's, uh, he's upset the SAC regional beer results are not released yet. I guess this is probably for the national <laughs> homebrewers co- uh, competition. National homebrewers uh, competition. Uh, why, right. why, why are you holding your phone up to your head, G? <laughs> Zeb, what's happening? Nothing. Oh. How's it going, guys? How are you, buddy? It sounds like you're upset. Uh, maybe having some rage issues that would do you proud, Justin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's sh- tell me, tell hey, me all about it. Well, I know JP's going to have my back on this. I mean, I realize, okay, there's a lot going on in these competitions. The Cal State Fair kind of fucked them over with moving around. 
but now we've got, uh, we're two weeks later, right? And they've been verifying for a week. Yep. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> this is like competition blue balls. Right. <laughs> so, JP, are you experiencing the same thing? You've entered the region. and um, entered the region. <laughs> other regions have posted results, uh, right? Yeah. But not yours. Right. And so I, I know that, uh, like, Zeb is saying, yeah. <laughs> which I'm, he sounds like a guy who's about to be like, and those damn foreigners keep... <laughs> But um, yeah. I know. Fuck no, Trump, I'm on board with that. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> Build a wall around the center. Um, that uh, yeah, they they didn't have enough judges, and they had a lot of beer, and okay. so it was taking them longer. Uh, but the the thing that pissed me off is that I f- found out a week and a half later, like five days, four days ago, right? Yeah. Just the lack of communication is really pissing me off. That okay. I, like. You you judged everything. You put some into the computer. Maybe tell those people what's going on. Um, but just send every every brewer an email that's entered and say, "Hey, we're taking a little longer than usual. Totally sorry about that, but we're on it, and we should have it around this window." That's all I want. I just want information. I don't believe you. It really is. I You'd still be equally as mad. I think so. I, I, I think you come in here and be like, and so I got this email. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be as I wouldn't be as Agro. frustrated. Okay. Yeah. Like just you know what I mean. Just communicate with me. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> uh, does, does the competition organizer have to personally sign each one by jerking off on it? Maybe that would take a while. That would take a long time. I mean, not the first two times, but by the third one, it starts to take a while. Oh, yeah, right. you know, all those naps yeah, in between. Up. I mean, shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm in the same boat you guys are, so you're waiting on yours oh, too. Yeah. Okay. Now, Beardy, did you enter this I year? I did not. You did not. No. Okay. I'm, I, I wanted Jason and Doc to have a chance at winning. So, well, yes. Yeah, um, Tasty's not here, so Warren's filling in with the, <laughs> yeah. the, the giant yeah, ego told inflation. Me, yeah, Tasty told me to say that. <laughs> Zeb, did you enter under the Brewing Network? Uh, no, I entered out under my uh, small homebrew club. I actually live up in Sonora, California. we got a homebrew club of like five guys, so okay. we're not in any danger of taking out Quaff. Get off my fucking phone. <laughs> <man. laughs> All right. Well, good luck. Uh, I, I, is there a rumor that they're going to post soon? Does anybody know anything? The rumor, the last rumor I heard on Friday was that they would post over the weekend by Monday at the latest. Oh, so okay. I don't have an updated information. But well, Monday's not over. Monday's technically, not over. Monday's not over. But I'm I'm clicking refresh every five fucking minutes. So <laughs> and have been since I, since I a week ago. Yeah. I see that guy on the refresh page, the guy who's all cheery holding up his fingers. That guy could show up at NHC, be the nicest guy in the world, yeah. give me a free Westie, say $100 for charity to drink this Westie, and I'd still fucking kick him in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> and then right, I'd Zeb, suck on it. I will tell you what, your rage is making me proud. I'd like to give you a round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> all right, buddy, good luck in the competition, okay? All right, you two guys. Have a good one. Keep up the good work. Take care. All right. All right. Yeah, Don't let those foreigners get you down. Yeah, he's, he had some issues. That's I for like sure. I, like I understand. Yeah. But I'm well, trying not to... Is, picture that guy is really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> on the uh, competition page? Yeah, because like, I posted a couple times on Facebook, and every time he goes, he's just... Rah! And you're just like, that could be me, yeah. but instead, sad face me. Yeah. But also, rotate your shit. Come on. I don't want to see the same guy all the time. <laughs> okay. I'm going to give some notes. A whole year.
Uh, they don't have that many celebration picks, maybe. You know? <laughs> maybe not. Know. The rest of them are sad face yeah, picks yeah, like us the, at the table. Yeah, which was half celebratory, half sad for being celebratory. That was the weirdest photo I've ever seen. Like, uh. <laughs> Gary so Glass said to me after last year, uh, the moment that we lost Club of the Year, he came up to me afterward and he was like, I've never seen a more relieved face on anybody than when we announced that uh, not that Quaff won Club of the uh, Year. Uh, and I was like, oh, I did was that the look I gave? Huh. <laughs> uh, really, I was just excited for for quaff. <laughs> I was looking at the uh, the San Diego region. A lot of quaff people winning. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, they were all over the place. Oh, they're though. looking to repeat. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I noticed they're all over the place. Okay, I, mean, all, I checked all the other regions and stuff. Just noticed them. All yeah, over. they had a formula. You know, they saw the the Brewing Network uh, do that. Uh, by the way, without planning it, um, but the Brewing Network win in all the regions uh, since we're across the country, and they came up with a formula and uh, and it worked. Not. To to mention they brew fantastic beer because right. you can be in all the regions in the universe but um well they've been dominating this thing for a long time anyway yeah, so. yeah they must have brick and mortar locations in each of the regions yeah in order to be entering in all those i'm sure <laughs> they must well i'm rooting for all home brewers in, <laughs> everywhere in america yeah sure, yeah. and uh, in the world in all clubs yeah. Yeah. i'm rooting for them on the moon except for <laughs> any of the home brewers that booed other home brewers in the past yeah. if, if i if you ever admit to me that that was you I will not root for you. You can go suck Zeb's wiener. I'll probably Zeb also will kick you in the dick. Tell you you're a douchebag. He'll rip your dick off by the root. <laughs> your dick has a root. Oh my gosh, that is God. so angry. It hurts right now too. Awful. Yeah, I'm pretty sure my dick root hurts. I don't right have now. one, but it no. kind of stings. <laughs> Ow. All right. Why don't we take a quick break? When we come back, Eel River Brewing Company on the program with us. We've got some great beer of theirs to try, and I'm looking forward to doing that. You can call us up, 888-401-BEER, or hit the chat room and join Bebo. Hang in there. It's the session. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Are you a member of the White Labs Customer Club? If not, you should be. It's the easiest way to earn free stuff for turning in your old homebrew labels from either vials or pure pitch. All you have to do is save your labels and redeem them for things like free yeast, an exclusive White Labs t-shirt or sweatshirt, and even the opportunity to brew with the yeast man himself, Chris White. Signing up is easy. Just go to whitelabs.com slash customer club, fill out the registration form, and then mail in your labels. They will return the favor by sending you awesome White Labs swag. Go sign up today at whitelabs.com slash customer club. White Labs, pure yeast and fermentation since 1995. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can, featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. 
This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Saka JP. Brewing great beer is a process of continuous learning, and the best books on every aspect of brewing can be found at Brewers Publications, with more than 50 awesome titles like Modern Homebrew Recipes by Gordon Strong, Designing Great Beers, The Ultimate Guide to Brewing Classic Beer Styles by Ray Daniels, American Sour Beers, Innovative Techniques for Mixed Fermentations by Michael Tonsmeyer, For the Love of Hops, The Practical Guide to Aroma, Bitterness, and the Culture of Hops by Stan Hieronymus and Radical Brewing Recipes, Tales, and World Altering Meditations in a Glass by Randy Mosher, plus many, many more. These are the books and the authors with the knowledge to push your brewing farther than you thought possible. And you'll find them all at fine homebrew and book retailers everywhere. And visit the website at BrewersPublications.com. Brewers Publications, all the best on beer and brewing. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to MoreBeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Marin Brewing Company in Northern California has been making award-winning beers for more than 25 freaking years. Today, I want to tell you about their new 12-ounce cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale. The good stuff, Mount Tam is bright gold. 5.5% ABV to keep you feeling good and has been winning awards since 1989. If you're visiting the Bay Area, get your butt out to Marin Brewing Company. They pour tasty beers and serve great food every day until midnight. Come in for a tour, stay for the food, and pick up a six-pack of cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale to enjoy at home, camping, biking, or whatever the hell you do. Owner Brandon Moylan has this to say about Marin Brewing beers. It's freaking awesome. Marin Brewing has won more than 100 gold medals in international competitions. Check out MarinBrewing.com for all their award-winning beers, food, and merch. Marin Brewing Company in Larkspur, California. Award-winning taste, refreshing finish. It's freaking awesome. Hey, this is Gabriel from Half Acre in Chicago. You're listening to The Session on the Brewing Network. All right, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. We appreciate that. We got a lot to do, as always. Uh, Before we get to it, don't forget about our friends over at Great Fermentations. You can go to greatfermentations.com. And they're giving away free homebrew ingredients for 15 years. That's longer than I will likely live, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, They're also giving away a Blickman Brew Easy all-grain system. Just go to greatfermentations.com slash giveaway and enter for your chance to win. It's a huge prize, really a $10,000 retail value. Compliments of Great Fermentations. Uh, And the grand prize announcement will be on Saturday, June 17th. 
uh, 17th. They're also giving away random things every two weeks leading up to the close of the competition, which include things like conical fermenters, temp controllers, and the new Blickman Riptide Brew Pump. As always, you'll get top-notch customer service and same-day shipping on so many items over at greatfermentations.com and go to greatfermentations.com slash giveaway to sign up for the uh, free homebrew ingredients for 15 years, which is, that's so much, that's a lot of stuff. Every time I go buy homebrew ingredients, which isn't very often, it's like $100 a batch right now. It gets crazy. Go like them on Facebook at GR8 Fermentation, Great Fermentation, and Instagram and Twitter. GreatFermentation.com. All right, we're going to try this. We got Matt Vividson from Eel River Brewing Company in the studio, and his microphone may or may not work after I just dumped a glass of water on the mixing board. Matt? How's it going? Mm. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's off. How about now? There you go. Uh don't know. You tell me. Yeah. There we go. Hey. All right. We'll see if that mixer lasts. I was just explaining to them that I'm the only one who ever dumps things on this mixing board. Um, this time, water, luckily. So yeah. On if, that mixing board, yes. If, yeah, <laughs> if it fails, um, it might actually dry out again. But um, I don't know. Yeah. Bevo sprays on it sometimes. What does that mean? <laughs> she sprayed Dave's uh, mouth here all over Adam it. That's true. <laughs> we need to put a, a like glass. Go away. get a, get away from me with any beers right now. You <laughs> <laughs> need a glass shield around my uh, mixer around your hands. Yeah. All right. Well, so far we seem to be in business. Uh, we've also got Jose in the studio from Eel River. Let's see if your microphone works. Hello. All right. So maybe we're in good shape. If Beardy's yeah. uh, doesn't work, then we're fine. It doesn't yeah. really matter. Even better shape. I would right. call to win in this case. All right. Eel River Brewing Company from Fortuna, California, right? Yes. We're trying to remember that before. I've been up to the uh, brewery a couple of times to hang out. I think your owner uh, or your dad is the owner, right? Yeah, absolutely. Ted. Ted. He's a a good guy. Uh, Yeah. Kind of on the crazy side, which is what I I like about him. People seem to remember him for sure. Negative or positive. Right? Yeah. Uh, He's a good guy. He's also just very hospitable. Uh, I've been to uh, both the production brewery and the brew pub. Okay. I was kind of wondering with the guys uh, before we had you in here in the first segment, is the brewery still in the old uh, lumber mill? Yeah, we're in the old Pacific lumber mill. Nice. Uh, old mill a, mill a building. Okay. Which uh, is a defunct redwood planing mill. Okay. Um, and uh, we were actually planning on doing all of our production on site because we, we own all the property around our pub. Okay. So we have the two big lots next to it all the way to the river. Um, we... That's our property. Beautiful. And then I didn't know that. The opportunity arise that uh, the mill was open and we could easily get a chunk of the property just to lease. Okay. And we were able to throw a you know production facility in there real quick. Yeah. Instead of the painstaking process of you know building one from scratch, building so, an entire building is what. Yeah. You all the yeah. all the licensing and you know all that kind of stuff. So permitting. Yeah. Um, so we were able to just wall off twenty thousand square feet of that massive two hundred and something square foot building. Wow. And uh, start brewing in there. So I think that's one of the smartest uh, brewing facilities uh, that I've ever heard of. You know that idea yeah. to take over something like that because not only, like you say, was it kind of easy just to to go in there and not have to build a building, but your expansion possibilities there are enormous too. Sure. Uh, yeah, like I said, we have twenty thousand square feet of it, but which is huge. We have an agreement in our lease to knock out the wall, back wall and do another twenty thousand, which you know forty thousand square foot. You can throw some tanks in there for sure. Oh yeah, so, <laughs> you guys will be one fun or two. For a while. Yeah. I mean, you know. Now that was not the the brew pub was your first facility. Is yeah, that right? we were okay. fully fully 
operational full production there up until about 2006. Okay. Um, so 2006, we <laughs> oh dude, it was a nightmare. Really, <laughs> I hate. Oh dude, it was so bad. So we were doing. I think we got up to 4,700 barrels out of 900 square feet. And, yeah, what size brew system is that on It was there? a 15-barrel system. We okay. had four 30-barrel fermenters, two 60s, and a 30-barrel bright. Got it. And we were bottling 22s and 12-ounce. Mm-hmm. Um, there and with all, your own yeah, bottling in line? in 900 okay. square feet. <laughs> oh, my God. So we had to stack by hand on pallets in between our fermenters and our brew house up to the lights, which was about 17 feet up. Yeah. We had a ladder. We'd stack it up, you know, the pallets as high as we could up to those lights. Oh, my God. Uh, down stack them every morning under tarps outside, rain or shine, seven days a week, just so we could work. The pub so. here at the Hop Grenade is larger than that, and my GM bitches about not having places to store envelopes and shit. And uh, <laughs> you guys are figuring out how to produce over 4,000 barrels a year uh, out of a Yeah, so you can foot. imagine how happy we were yeah moving down to that space okay yeah and it seems like you guys made some decisions early on and let me just kind of ex- explain the, the region a little bit to any of our listeners uh fortuna is is quite a ways north of here um and it's a bit more rural but yeah. you guys made a decision not just to be a local brew pub uh, you started distributing beer i think pretty early on too in in the bottles and kegs right yeah we were doing self-distribution way early on in fact like i remember being a tiny little kid, you know, back when we started, because we've been around almost 23 years now. Wow. That's and a long uh, time. so I wasn't a tiny little kid, but uh, I remember when we were self distributing, riding down with my dad down to San Francisco, sitting out in front of the Toronado on the curb <laughs> while he was loading kegs down into the hole. Yeah. You know, getting them downstairs. Someone's with, trying to sell you weed. No, we had we had plenty, man. We're up in Humble, right, you know, Humble County. It's still me, just, dude. I'm just thinking. Of, <laughs> actually, that would. So I'm just thinking about how the heat is. But I would have right. loved your little child answer to the right. people trying to sell you weed. I don't need your weed, kid. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, that's great. So yeah, you distributed earlier on, and then um, you know bottles as well. Yeah, kind of going everywhere. Yeah, I mean, we we jumped into bottles pretty early on. We had basically a a homebrew counter pressure filling setup in our brew house okay. way early, you know? Yeah. Uh, mid-90s. Okay. Trying to do the bottle thing because that seemed like the logical next step. Sure. But, uh, I mean, How did your back, old man get into the to the brewery business at all? Well, he was when he was in the military, he was stationed over in Germany for most of his military career and okay. got into beer over there. And then when he got out, he, he got into homebrewing. Got it. And uh, that kind of spawned it. Um, okay. saw it as an opportunity. So when he started the brewery, uh, he was working full-time for National Force Service. Nice. Um, and then just cashed in his retirement and went for it. Okay. So it's just kind of all in. Good Let's for him. This. Yeah. Yeah, I remember he was always inviting me to go kill shit with him when I was up there. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, kind of a hunter type of guy. He doesn't hunt. That's weird. <laughs> Is that what it was? <laughs> no, yeah, you're like, huh? I thought it was weird, too. <laughs> no, no, totally. I mean, that's a big deal up where we're at. It's, okay. you know, hunting, fishing, that... That's where we're at. We're it's beautiful. Yeah, no, there. absolutely. Did you always think you were going to end up in the family business? Yeah, I mean, from fairly early on, I was I was into it. It was just kind of what we grew up with, so it was, okay, it made sense. And I strayed off a little bit. I was into music for a while and thought okay. I was going to do that for a while, but kept getting sucked back in. I just liked it so much. Got it. So you know, I was brewing 
in a professional brew house by the time I was 14. Wow, nice. So it was just kind of bred into me, you know? Okay. But Do you have a sister that's in the business, yeah, too, if I remember right? Totally. Marissa, she's our national sales director. Nice. She lives up in Portland, but uh, she's, yeah, all over the country selling okay. beer for us. and That's great. Directing sales. and Very cool. Yeah. Family business, for sure. Yeah. Can I ask this? I don't know how to ask this without it. I'm not trying to get your dad in trouble or anything, but how was... He owes me $100 for heroin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I need my heroin. Well, what was... From your dad. What was beer like when, you know, in your family when you were a kid? You know, I feel like Americans can be kind of uptight compared to Europeans. Yeah, but. Dude, I mean, that's all... People get weird about everything. Yeah. So I, I have no problem talking about this. Okay. But it wasn't weird for us growing up. I mean, I was never like... I wasn't a little kid cracking beers and getting drunk right. with my dad. Like that, it wasn't like that. But there was never a stigma in our family about the beer culture, beer scene. Okay, you know, it was just the way it was. It wasn't. There's was nothing weird about it. Like that makes sense. Yeah. So if so, he, you know, you would taste Dad's pale ale just to see what sure, what's Dad I mean, do for work. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's We're like all of your friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll yeah. get to that later. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah. there there was totally a stigma. I mean, I remember being a kid and like fourth fifth grade or whatever and we had our company t-shirts and the school tried to keep us from wearing our shirts to school because oh, it was yeah. beer related mm, yeah but it was like we're a tiny little local town so he came in and talked to the superintendent and the principal it's like what are you doing this is a local business you're gonna yeah you're gonna be like that about a local business and they're like you're right can I you just know, add that Ted's a little scary on top of that? So I would not have wanted to be the superintendent that right. got that talking to. And I'm sure it wasn't that smooth of a call. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did yeah. he invite them hunting also? Right. <laughs> and they're like, no, no, no hunting required. Yeah. The shirt's okay. Yeah. I got a guy from down from down south in the, the Bay Area. He's going to come up hunting. Would you like to come hunting with us? Yeah. yeah. You only have tents for two people. I know. But he makes a great point about that, um, that it is just a local business. And, yeah. you know, I, of course, I could see the school district wanting to ask some questions, but to we just should lighten up about these things, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, at that point, too, our area is really rural. There's a lot of, uh, real, you know, wholesome family values and stuff like that. And yeah. I think people kind of saw it as maybe there was some negative stigma towards it. Okay. But it didn't take long for us to be so unbelievably embraced by the community got it i mean it didn't that was early on and then people started catching on it's like no this is this is where you bring your families sure like you know this is where you're gonna go get a burger with your kids running around up back and stuff this is a family thing it's not right it's not like some weird drug place it's it's a brewery (laughs) and we're not looking to get the whole town drunk either we're just your local pub not all drug places are weird (laughs) not all is that what you said yeah Yeah. (laughs) totally (laughs) were you born in that area too is it you lived yeah i was humboldt county born and raised for sure uh we actually lived down in southern humboldt when i was a kid um and and around but never left the county um but yeah, so it's, I I was I've been in the area my whole life. So really, your career could have gone the other way too. I mean, let's sure. face it, you could have been <laughs> illegally growing for until the last couple of years. You even. know, you're making maybe a little joke about it, but that that's serious. Like that's was a total option. It's part of the economy there. No, for sure, quite and, literally. And, I mean, a lot of my friends. That's the, the choices they've made. It's people I grew up with. Yeah, everybody in the community, everybody's got their finger in it one way or another. Right. And it does. It's a massive part of our our economy up there. Most of our people that come in, the you know patrons of our 
comp- of our facility. It's they're in the industry. Where are they getting their money from? That's that's yeah. part of it. So it's paying cash. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, not anymore. You don't even have to anymore. But I, do, I remember one of the first times I went to the Boonville Beer Festival up there. Um, uh, not even a, you guys are farther north yeah. than that, yeah. right? But so not even quite that far. And, and just talking to some locals there, and I would say, "Hey, what do you do?" And it's kind of. I remember this kid chuckling at me, I'm like he's like, "Yeah, I'm, just, I'm in the business here, man. Everybody is. It's part of the economy. It's just what we do here." Yeah. So, well, that guy probably pulls tarp or trim sweet or something. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I, mean, I don't think he was lot, yeah. all that high up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he was high, but yeah. I'm like, know. dude, I make millions under the table. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think yeah. that's what was feds. happening. How'd your dad end? up there did, was he from there when no he actually came back? he actually grew up down here he went he went to high school in danville and so okay um, interesting somehow loved the area got connected up there went to cr college of the redwoods and mm-hmm. uh, got his degree and uh for his degree he needed for the force service and all that okay um but yeah all right well, you guys have done well. Being around for over 20 years is, is very impressive in this industry. Totally. So, first of all, congratulations finding your niche and then hanging on. Thank you. Um, I've actually always been a fan of your beers, and I think they're better now than they ever have been. And I don't know if that's since you've taken on as a brewer. It's no slight on Ted or anybody else who brewed there. But this pale ale, for example, in my glass, was it called? The Emerald? The uh, Emerald Triangle. It's part of a series. It's awesome. It's yeah, a, I dig it, dude. That's been my baby for a while. But yeah, it's kind of right my speed as far as pale ales go. Where uh, it's certainly a West Coast pale ale, but it's mm-hmm. not overboard in that regard. Totally, it's clean and clear. It's not. Uh, you guys filter this beer? Yeah, yeah. We do. Okay, we do. filter all the uh, East Coast right out of it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really great pale ale. <laughs> what can you tell me about it? Ingredients um, and hops. Ingredients. I mean, yeah. it's really an emphasis on Citra and Simcoe hops. Okay. Um, we try and keep the body as light as possible. So it's basically just two-row um, with a little bit of wheat. Um, okay. Weed? How much weed? weed? Oh, okay. <laughs> Ton, bro. What's the weed for? <laughs> <laughs> to keep you <laughs> hungry for the burgers. <laughs> is that is wheat for mouthfeel or head uh, retention wheat, or what? Not so. I mean, you could always say it's for head retention, but what? Yeah, it's it doesn't. It's not enough in there to help with that. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's really it lightens the color a little bit more aesthetically for you know for whatever. But it's uh, it's more about having that nice little malty finish okay. on a beer that's so light already. Yeah, it's just a creaminess that it lacks with just two row, and that's just you know maybe it's perceivable to some people, maybe not. It's just a subtle thing. So okay. The um, color's perfect for my taste in, in a pale ale. Sure. I mean, that's how I like to see it. Well, we were just talking about this earlier, and with pales, some people are looking for, like, traditional Sierra Nevada or even English style. You know, when people think pale ale, they think Sierra Nevada pale. It's sure. like a legendary pale. but Which looks like some, an amber ale. Sure. You know. to, to today, but, I mean, that was always the go-to forever. But this is just kind of our take on it. Lighten okay. it up, hop it up, big aroma, but not bitter. What's the ABV on it? Uh, it's five. Okay. That's where it should be, too. See, now I can have two or three of these and then spill one on my mixing board. Well, Sweet. you already have had two or three. <laughs> oh, right. This is number three. <laughs> That's, That's why true. you spilt on the mixing board. <laughs> no, I spilt the water, which doesn't count. Oh, okay. <laughs> it did for a few seconds. Yeah. Right, it really counted. It still could come back to haunt us. We'll see. Uh, yeah. It's a long show. Uh, yeah, I really like this beer. And is this just like a, a Chico yeast? Like uh, It's Cal-Ale. cal yeah. yeah. Okay. I, like I think the, the Chico yeast is maybe a little less attenuative. Okay. Um, 
slightly. Yeah. Basically the same thing, though. Have you guys always used White Labs yeast? Uh, no, we actually got our original yeast strain from I'm trying to think of who we got it from. It was our house yeast strain forever. That you guys maintained. That we maintained. We propped it up forever and ever. And it was like, oh, we got it from Humboldt, um, Humboldt Brewing Company. Okay. Back when it was in Arcata. Got it. And I can't remember where they got it from originally. So that must have been part of your training when you were a kid, is how to maintain yeast and keep that oh, going. Oh, yeah, keeping that going and how to streak it and grow it up, prop okay. up or new. Yeah, because you couldn't just keep redoing uh, pitches and batches like that. It would have mutated too much. Well, it did, though. It still did over time, but okay. not in a negative way. Got it. Okay. But we would go you know, enough generations and bring it back to the lab, streak it out, and reprop. Nice. But... Uh, we had some issues back in 09, and we were getting too big and started having to buy props in. Okay. And we've been basically, we still do repropagation in house. You do. We have the lab to do it. Okay. Um, but uh, it's just basically Cal Ale, you know, White okay. Labs, Cal Ale yeast for That's the That's okay, part. though. It just it does wonders on a beer like this. Sure. Yeah. Clean, easy. Yeah. And you guys have a lab at the at the production facility. Yes. Okay. Do. Yeah, you guys must have grown quite a bit since I I don't think I've been there in ten years or something. So you've probably grown quite a bit. It was like in that enormous space, that twenty thousand square feet. I just remember this little corner. Yeah, if it was um, about ten years ago, that was about right after we built it. So okay. Yeah. It's a little more full now. We have like big canning line, cake line. Got it. Uh, lab now. Oh, that's like great. That. I don't think I've seen cans from you guys myself We're yet. Doing cans now. They're out there in the cooler. Are just they? Came out. Okay, great. That's cool. Why did you guys choose cans? It just seemed like a logical next step for us. Okay. I mean, we have there's lots of aspect of our company that's like eco groovy. We've you know first certified organic brewery in the U.S. Oh, that's right. So we right. still have our organic series and all that. And um, but that doesn't mean so everything you do is not everything organic? we do is organic. Okay, but a, a bunch of it is. Yeah, so you can be a that. certified organic brewery without having all of your beers be organic. Uh, yeah, it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, the process to keep it that way is yeah. It's it's. There's, it's pretty involved. Hmm. Um, is that like keeping tanks separate? Is uh, it that yeah, involved? There's okay. a lot of uh, inventory segregation. Oh, right. And, yeah. Like a Jewish Cause, kitchen. Because oh, the pesticides <laughs> will jump <laughs> kegs. <laughs> well, oh, it, it's yeah. probably more raw ingredients than it yeah, is um, tanks and things, right? Yeah, yeah cleaning procedures, uh, logs to track, okay. um, stuff like that. Oh, man. Uh, you ever like Inventory yeah. audits from the state and... Wow. Yeah, it's nuts. Why do you keep at it, just out of curiosity? We just think it's important. It's just something we've stuck with. We we did it. Not You make less money doing it, so it wasn't a financial thing. Yeah. Um, cost uh, costs more for us to do. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah. But we just there's there's people that appreciate it, and we appreciate it, and so we, we stick with it as something we, we feel like we should be able to offer to people. Is know? it how you did it from the beginning, or did it sort of happen later? We It happened later. We didn't start that way, but we saw the need for it, you know, especially in our area. There was a lot of demand for stuff like that. Okay. Um, but it made sense to us. Yeah. Um, was there a time that you were 100% organic brewing? Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there was. I thought so. The, uh, it was actually for a pretty extended period. The only reason we strayed away from doing 100% organic is because there was so much cool new stuff going on in the industry. Yeah. New hops coming out, experimental varieties, stuff like, I remember when Citra hops came out. We're like, what is this? Like, we're just so <laughs> pumped on it. And, but we couldn't get that stuff organic. And we wanted to be able to use that stuff also and, yeah. and play with it. And do, we're brewers. 
we want to play with it. You know, we want to try new things and and make these beers that with characters that we couldn't do before. Sure, and we couldn't do it organically, so we offered other things. See, I like your decision making because uh, you can certainly have those those principles and and even your preferences to to stick with that direction. But not only do you want to have more fun as a brewer, right. but you also let's be honest, you do need to stay competitive in the marketplace. Oh, absolutely. And so, yeah, to not be able to make you know use all the tools everybody else is using would would be cumbersome sure you know do yeah you, and boring i mean do you yeah. notice the quality <laughs> difference like is organic two row the same as, as non-organic two row well the from best the way to put that is that it's not even remotely as consistent organic, organic is organic not, is not. Hmm. Okay. interesting uh, when you're talking about small volumes you know it might be small farms that are producing this organic two row mm-hmm. that's and they're taking that from however many small farms and then malting it, and you're getting it from all over the place. So silo to silo, it's all over the board. Sure. Not necessarily worse. It's not like <laughs> the quality's not there. It can be, or it might be epic. Yeah. But it just changes constantly. So, I mean, really, dude, it's it's brought our brewing, as far as brewing quality up, because we're so aware of that stuff. Oh, yeah. And having to compensate because of it. And you have to pay attention to your lot analysis and oh, all that stuff. And yeah, I mean, it, it, it became so important mm-hmm. to where normally, I mean, it used to be back in the day, it's like malt's the malt. You know, you're going right. to use it and it's whatever. Yeah. It's malt. What do you mean it doesn't have this <laughs> or that? Yeah. And uh, to, you know, as a professional brewer, you have to consistency is king. Sure. Um, as a production brewer, and so yeah, it, it really it made us step our game up to use it. But I wouldn't say it's not on par quality wise, but it's all over the board because you're dealing with small batches of stuff. Okay, so if that makes sense, I don't. Yeah, yeah. that does make well, yeah, sense. It's inconsistent. Yeah. Totally. See, now I would think you might be a little bored that you don't have to <laughs> do all that math on the, uh, on, uh, the inconsistency in the malt. Life's too no. easy, is what he's saying. <laughs> right? yeah. Game yeah. over, man. Yeah. 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 Living the easy yeah. life up there. Your dad's yeah. going to shoot you one of these right. days because yeah. you've gotten weak. No, I don't want to go hunting, Dad. It's an accident. I don't want to go hunting. <laughs> the annual culling of the herd. I mean, hunting with Dad. Yeah. 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 You should have a TV show, man. <laughs> you guys should definitely have a TV show. All right. What about this next beer in my glass? Um, yeah, that's Went the one. backwards. What is this? Yeah. This that's is right. the acai. Fucking Justin. Right? Acai berry wheat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Acai. 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 It's not Asahi. That's not, for sure. It's not Akaki, right? Acai. It's not Acacia. It's not Akai. Yeah, I always yeah. say Akai. Uh, but I, I never say do. I look at it and I go, I don't know what that means. I just I don't, don't say it. it. I just don't. I avoid it. I'll have that, please. Yeah. Acai. Yeah. Acai. It's a Brazilian berry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but the bartender still calls it Akai. Yeah, we'll have to have a talk with him. Fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's Acai. And it's, uh, so basically, we started doing this back wanting to when fruit beers were getting bigger mm-hmm. and we were digging it and we wanted to have an offering like that but we had major issues with a lot of the fruit beers we were drinking like what they were too sweet cloying just this big syrupy fruit beers you know massive extract yeah and we just didn't dig it so we're like well why would you even want to drink a fruit beer if it's just this cloying sweet thing we want something light and refreshing 
that's going to be like lower ABV. It's sessionable, something you can drink when it's 90-something or 100 degrees outside. Okay. And that was our whole approach. The reason we did acai berry was because it had such a big following in the organic world. I see. Uh, um, it just was a no-brainer that we use acai for an organic berry wheat. Tastes great. Yeah. Less it, it's not <laughs> sweet at all, like you're saying. But to food. me, I just think of Captain Crunch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Crunch berries. Yeah, crunch berries. But oh, yeah. the best part about it is the roof of your mouth isn't all cut to yeah. shit. Exactly. Right. You don't <laughs> get the crunch roof. Yeah. Right. Well, that's their next version, I think. Right. Yeah. Where oh. it's, just, it's just shards of glass. Yeah. You just, <laughs> you're not opening the bottle right. Man. You're supposed to you open it with a hammer. Yeah. yeah. Or do you East, East Coast style this with a bunch of this stuff in it? Yeah, with, yeah, with more glass. totally. You need more thickness in there. Yeah, thickness and crunchy thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, beer that beer thick. I actually read in my notes that uh, Matt is not a fan of the uh, East Coast style not, uh, New England IPA. I'm just not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, reason to like. You it. know how hard we work to get these beers this bright, right? <laughs> I mean, I have nothing against unfiltered beers, especially unfiltered styles. Hefe's they're okay. one of my favorites in yeah. the summer. Drink Hefe all day, you know? Yeah. But uh, to go out of your way to make it hazy for a visual aesthetic, I just can't get behind it. It's just not my thing, dude. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, these are crystal clear. Um, so in what form does that fruit go into this beer? Uh, freeze-dried berry. Okay. And then also a natural, it's an organic puree extract that we had to source specifically for it. So it's not just like a in the lab made like extract okay we had to get the juice squeezed kind of deal and so does all both. that go that's in? why it's clear and not like a purple i see but uh oh yeah because otherwise yeah, it would yeah. take the form of the juice when right. when does it go in in the brewing process the berries go at the very end of the boil okay and then uh the the juice basically goes in post-fermentation and that particular feature is what you sort of had designed was to not add color no, it was okay. just a byproduct of the process. I see. Yeah. Okay. Is that is it hard to 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 source those kinds of ingredients like the the non brewing ingredients first? I mean the the yeah. I mean yeah. Specifically organic, answer. right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. organically especially. Okay. Luckily, because we went with the acai, which was already had a long uh, long standing organic presence and like you know natural food people. Um, Hippies. You can say it. <laughs> we know what you're talking about. Natural yeah. food people. Natural food. <laughs> crunchy people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay, so. Uh, I want that yeah. to be the name of a beer, by the way. <laughs> crunchy people? No, natural food people. Yeah, uh, yeah. me too. Thank you. Granola based or something. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. You can call it like Birkenstock brown ale or oh, something. Oh, God. <laughs> Just take a feet while you're drinking it. Yeah. Cheese the hops, totally. Um, pale ale for the trimmers. We actually, oh, okay, that's what, yeah. So we we did an Irish stout, like total Guinness knockoff, like dry Irish stout yeah. on Nitro, and we called it Grinder O'Keefe. So we had a whole backstory yes. how he's an Irish trimmigrant and like, that's funny. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's good. So, yeah. But, uh, and people are like, oh, I get it, bro. Yeah. yeah. St. Patty's Except for the tourists driving through. They were like, oh, Trimmer O'Keefe. Yeah. I'm Irish. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Totally. What I like about driving around and touring is that you get a local flair, and this is a lo- you get to take in the local history. And let me. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's got to be fun to, like... Uh, fuck with people? Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> fuck with the locals and fuck with the tourists. Yeah. Exactly. That's funny, man. <laughs> so what was the question again? I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. This beer is good. It as, is. Uh, as Lupe would say, severely crushable, Brad. Mm-hmm. Bra. It is light uh, drinking, so sessionable, yeah. as normal people say that aren't our friend Lupe. Um, <laughs> as aren't Dodgers fans? Yeah. Right. Uh, also, um, yes. it, it's not, this isn't, He's broken. It oh. overwhelmingly oh, no. lacks oxidation, which I find a lot in fruit beers for some reason. Or, or maybe it's not even oxidation. It's just like a weird cardboard uh, a byproduct that Most comes from a lot of fruit, um, which hmm. I just uh, is it is entirely free of in your beer. Maybe it's like a um, tannin thing, like the, the meat, just the pulp a, of the fruit, maybe? It could be. And like last week, we had a, a fruit beer where the tannins were really fabulous. Like we, we liked it. Um, yeah. But a lot of times to me, it comes off like cardboard. Um, but this is right. completely lacking that. So it's just a really clean, like Beardy said, it's not sweet at all, right. um, but it has plenty of fruit flavor. I mean, nobody yeah. would confuse this about being a fruit beer. Well, no, and it's no. like the beer we had last week, I think it was like 8%, and this is, uh, yeah. what is this, under 4? 4%. Yeah. 4%. Okay, 4%. Okay. So, yeah, you, you can definitely, you can go that light and, and, and not crush yeah. any malt or any sort of beer flavor. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I guess the extract that was helps the hardest, that. hardest thing with making that was to keep that nice wheat creaminess mm-hmm. as light as possible. Like, keep it there. But make it just as absolutely sessionable as possible. I think you, this must be going into cans, right? This has got to be you high would on think your it's list. It's not even that, is that we a have vote for beers on cyberberry wheat and cans. We talked to Jose. Jose, he's you, all about it. You must be voting for this <laughs> in cans, right? Let's, let's put it down as a yes for cyberberry wheat and cans. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, well, so Jose, you are the our local rep here in the yeah. Bay Area. That's yeah. right. Um, so we see Jose at the uh, Hop Grenade quite a bit. Drunk. My sales um, strategies paid off. <laughs> <laughs> but come on, this one's a no-brainer to go in a can. Like people will go nuts for this. Yeah, I look agree. at the. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is uh, one of our festival killers. I this bet. Crazy at beer fest and yeah. went dominates. Yeah. Just dominates. Yeah. So yeah, it's. How can it not, man? Exactly. It's and it, it's just that not that it has to be in the hot weather or whatever, but it is a summertime beer. It's a takeout on the boat beer. It's a festival beer. Uh, it's a Tinder beer. It's a it's, it's a Tinder, Tinder beer. beer. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, a little low on the alcohol side <laughs> right. for the Tinder beer. It's not pink. You I'm only a little bit. You only I'm have what thirty five minutes. How you really before. feel about this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta now. You gotta get in there fast. Yeah, the it's beer. not a Tinder beer, <laughs> so. but it's a fucking grinder beer. The imperial version will be Tinder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's, it, I, I know where you're going with that. Like, uh, like that Otraves, right from uh, Sierra Nevada. Mm-hmm. It's uh, you don't need that. That is a, a rad beer, and it's a beer. You, it doesn't need to be in the hot weather. But if you have it in the hot weather, it's like the icing on the cake. Exactly. But I mean, it's not hot outside right now, and it's still really refreshing. Which is hard to find in a, in a beer that's light in fruit, light in alcohol, light in body. To have everything mixed together like that in such a way where it's still refreshing, it still has you come back and cleans still, that fruit off, but and drinks in the rain. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I agree. Did yeah, you guys this have is my to, jam? Did you have to go through a lot of like iterations with this? Had to get oh, yeah, there was a process. How, and, how long like, did it take you to dial this in? Oh, fuck. 
I mean, there was like... <laughs> Matt, <laughs> Matt keeps looking like he wants to kill himself yeah. when we talk about different... Like, I barely oh, yeah, really. no Gosh. idea. Yeah, before he answers a question, he's like, I love my job. Okay, yeah. so... Yeah. Uh, fuck. Yeah. How many clogged fermenters did you have? No, it was just more of a process of how do we keep the some beer flavor in it right. without mm-hmm. making it just fruit juice. But that's right. not how it's a crystal mean, malt yeah. or whatever, right? We, there's no crystal malt. No, that's what I mean, like without yeah. adding those kind yeah, of classic uh, things, right? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So how do we keep that, how do we get that fruit flavor to pop yeah. without it being cloying or just this residual nasty sweetness that we still want it to be somewhat beer, even sure. though it's crazy light. It so should it still taste like beer. Yeah. That's yeah. always been one of my standards about fruit beer or any right. beer, for that matter. It should still taste <laughs> like beer. Do you, can you give us any tips about that in terms of, of the malt bill, about how you can keep it tasting like beer without getting too sweet? Yeah, I mean, it was. it's tough. It's just trial and error. I mean, getting the levels right. Okay. Um, where Finishing gravity? Finishing gravity is mm-hmm. super low. I mean, it's crazy dry. I think it finishes at like a one eight Play-Doh. Okay. Okay. That's really mm-hmm. low. Really what is low. the grain bill like on this one? It's just a bunch of two-row with uh, like 40% wheat. Okay. Yeah. 40% wheat. Yeah, because it's super light in color, that's for sure. Maybe, yeah. You know, it doesn't taste dry. It tastes, you know, where it just tastes almost like nothing fizzy. It's got a nice roundness to it. But that's the wheat. It I finishes mean, that's dry. The, yeah. 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 But but he's right, and that's sort of the point. I I was trying to describe the same thing. It's not thin and dry, but it's also not sweet or cloying, like you're saying. Uh, So you really kind of nailed it like that. Um, The gravity is dry, obviously, but you're saying that that wheat just kind of leaves enough mouthfeel, enough, just enough. Yeah. Okay. It's a really interesting beer to describe in terms of uh, specs. Okay. So so like uh, four percent ABV. I think it's five IBU. Yeah. Oh wow. So, yeah, that is interesting. People, people <laughs> yeah. take those numbers and go, I don't, I don't know what you're saying right now. But yeah. Don't put those on the package. Exactly. Just shut up about your stupid uh, IBUs and whatever else you want to know. And try the beer first. You need to have like a, um, you know how on uh, like Nyquil now you have to peel away. Oh, the, yeah. um, that's how it should be on beers like this, where you have to, you can't read it until you've tasted it, or the, or the second layer of the label. <laughs> Yeah, uh, because, uh, yeah, beer drinkers now are like, oh, God, five IBUs. I don't know what to do with that. I can get that low. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, but it's perfect. This beer doesn't need IBUs. It's um, not the point. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the fruit seems to have enough acidity in it that sure. kind, of, kind of rounds that yeah. part out. Is that what it is? Okay. Because I was going to say there's there must be some kind of bitterness so that it's not uh, so sweet. But maybe, yeah, that's the acidity. Then you got some nice round, Doc. round nice round fruit flavors. <laughs> it's his first time. Hey, yeah, and uh, but um, yeah, the, got the the fruit gives it something just uh, in the yeah uh, the bottom end of it maybe. Okay, it, it just doesn't taste as you were saying thin. Yeah. Do we have this on tap out there? Is that how we got it? Yes, we do. Come down to the Hop Grenade right and, now. and try this beer. You're going to enjoy it. Not now, but right uh, now. Yeah. All right, and we've got one more beer to get through before our break. Uh, what is this one, Matt? Uh, is this the Mocha Stout? Yeah. So it's our single origin? Is that what it's called? Single origin Mocha, mocha Stout? Yeah, so it's a, it's a milk stout that, I mean, there was a long process in the, the idea of this. So we, we wanted to do this for a long time, but we took... One of the premier chocolatiers in our area, Dick Taylor Chocolate. Okay. And then one of the premier coffee roasters, Humboldt Bay Coffee Company. 
and we made a milk stout on nitro with their chocolate, their coconut, Madagascar cocoa nibs and Madagascar husks. Okay. Um, and then also the Humboldt Bay coffee, I believe it was the Peruvian roast. Okay. So single origin for every aspect of the beer. Got it. And then it was all three companies coming together in Humboldt County. So that was the whole play on the single origin. But it's just... Uh, you guys were stoned as fuck during that, weren't you? <laughs> no, man. <laughs> uh, this also came out great. Are you a cop? <laughs> you got to tell me if you are, man. Not a cop. Are any cops listening? I love the clarity. <laughs> on this one? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All yeah. spears are clear. <laughs> They're all clear, even the dark ones. <laughs> uh, totally. So tell me what format um, the chocolate and the coffee uh, was used. So the coffee was one of the easier aspects of it. And you could tell at first when we first made it, it was really the coffee popped. But the, what we did was we made cold brew coffee. Okay. And then threw that right at the very end of the boil. So we didn't want to boil it yeah. and burn it. But we uh, so like flame out or like a couple minutes. Yeah, like the, flame yeah. out. Okay, like yeah. we dumped it in, and then uh, the the chocolate was a little more involved. Um, we did cocoa nibs in secondary, but we also did the husk, which the husk actually had a lot more character than the nibs ever did. Interesting. Yeah, the husk is where it's at. It really is something special. Okay, but it was we did that. Is some in the grist, which was more of just like gimmicky. I mean, we were just playing with it. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but the husk at the end of boil as like a tea steeping theory. Yeah. Um, because they had so much aroma, chocolate aroma. Really? It wasn't so much a flavor thing, but just that, that nose on that. Okay. Um, yeah. So Whirlpool so. for that too. And yep. then, sorry, you said you put the nibs and the husk in the fermenter too? or No, just? not the husk. Okay. The husk. The problem with cocoa husk is they use acetobacter mm-hmm. um, to actually make the chocolate. Like oh, when, when you out. buy yeah. it, from, when you get it from the bean, like out in the jungle, they use like natural acetobacter out there to break the stuff down. And then when you buy it as a chocolatier, you're buying it and you're roasting it to get all these chocolate flavors to you know explode and get this big notes out of it okay but it's just loaded with acetobacter that'd be bad so if you're going to use it anywhere that's not the hot side you're risking massive infection with it wow and And that's only the husk not the nibs themselves exactly don't have to worry about e coli and other more serious things i wasn't too concerned with the coli that stuff's totally fine okay (laughs) (laughs) but no but it was yeah as far as like an infection issue okay it's it's, you're talking about a really porous thing i guess we could have like it was too big to throw in like an autoclave and try and kill bugs or whatever. But it was. Yeah. You got a lab. Come on. <laughs> it's not that big. Dude. <laughs> Don't even mess with that. Yeah. Do you advertise this beer as triple chocolated? No. No. Should we? No, because that's stupid. <laughs> well, Coors does it with hops. You called it a milk Triple hop. It is. It does have lactose in it. Okay. So that was kind of the whole. Turn it open. It was. Uh, <laughs> It was well. That was the whole concept of the mocha thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that we were going like this is going to be a milk stout. Let's also do this other stuff. It was a play on the mocha concept, and then that all kind of tied in. Okay. Being able to call it a milk stout and all that. So, sure. Yeah. At first, I really just picked up the chocolate. In my first couple cho- tastes. Well, it's aged um, also, and the chocolate's popping now. It wasn't okay. like this when we first did it. Okay. Uh, the coffee popped through a lot more. I mean, Jose was just coming in on that today. How much the 
the chocolate's really coming out now. But it, the coffee still comes through. Sure. I, I mean, as you drink, I think like any good beer, it, they all don't taste the same from your first sip, right? And so sure. as I've, I've had a few more, now I can really pick up the cold-pressed coffee. And um, so it's still, I'd be itch- it would be fun to try it right in the beginning <laughs> when, the, if, when the coffee's maybe standing out more, too. It's evolved, for sure. Yeah. I haven't had it's it for try it today. Yeah. a little while. I mean, it's been five, six weeks since I've tried it last. Okay. So it's definitely changed. This one, do you guys bottle and send out to, or is it only no, the brewery? No, this was a one-off thing, just a collaboration with local companies. Okay. That was it. It was a one-time deal. Got it. Did a good job. All right. I got to get us to a break, and we've got uh, at least three more beers to try. So that's going to make for a good night, don't you think, guys? I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Before the break, uh, don't forget about our friends, uh, you know, formerly of or maybe still of the Sour Beer Blog. They are opening a brewery. Uh, they've now got uh, Mellow Mink. Dr. Lambic and his Sour Beer Blog team have been the longest-running sponsors of the Sour Hour, and we thank them for that. And now they're opening a sour and farmhouse-based brewery in central Pennsylvania. You can help get them started. Join the Founders Club, which includes eight exclusive bottles of club-only aged and blended sour beer, early access to all of their public bottle releases, a hooded sweatshirt, pair of tasting glasses, club growler, and a metal challenge coin, uh, not to mention discounts and so much more. So to learn more about the Founders Club, check out Mellow Mink Brewing at mellowmink.com. Dot com. Go to mellowmink.com and check it out. All right. We're going to take a quick break so that we can go refill our beers and urinate, probably. Um, it is the session. We've got Eel River Brewing Company in the studio with us. Three great beers so far. Three more to come. You can call us 888-401-BEER or join Bevo in the chat room. Hang in there. It's the session. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support. Like Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and a home brewer's answer book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer whether for yourself or as a gift when you subscribe or resubscribe from the brewing network homepage, you directly support programs like this get a great magazine and support the brewing network subscribe to brew your own right from the brewing network.com do you know the three most important rules in brewing sanitation sanitation and sanitation and no one does it better than five star chemicals five star knows sanitation you can only sanitize clean equipment and five star knows how to clean too for craft brewers and home brewers five star has what you need to keep your fermenters serving tanks kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer spoiling bacteria pbw caustic acid cleaners star sand 
Sand, SantaClean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment today. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. If you work in retail sales, the restaurant industry, or are a new craft beer enthusiast, or you know someone who is, you have got to check out Beer 101. Beer 101 is an online course created for anyone wanting a quick introduction to the vast world of craft beer. Beer 101 covers the history of beer, brewing ingredients and processes, vital stats like ABV, SRM, IBU and gravity, styles, tasting, glassware, and pairing beer with food. The Beer 101 course is offered by the Brewers Association at craftbeer.com, also home to the truly awesome Beer Style Finder, a visual guide to every beer style. Quickly play with color, bitterness, and alcohol content to interactively explore the entire world of beer styles with a gorgeously designed interface to your favorite beverage. The new Beer 101 course and new Beer Style Finder are only available at craftbeer.com. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. Hi, this is Wayne Wombles from Cigar City Brewing, and you're listening to the session on the Brewing Network. All right, welcome back to the program. Thanks for hanging out with us. We still have Eel River in the studio tasting some of their beer. Uh, we were talking about White Labs earlier, and you know you homebrewers can enjoy White Labs too. Uh, if you haven't heard the latest news about the vault, White Labs is now releasing all the yeast strains. There's no need to wait for uh, the strain to get to 250 orders. You can place an order and get your strain delivered right to your doorstep. So each week, two different strains will be pushed into production until the last one leaves the vault. To get your hands on these specialty strains, visit whitelabs.com slash the vault and purchase a yeast strain before its order cutoff date. So it used to be that you were ordering and waiting for 250 orders. Now you want to go in and order before the cutoff date because you don't have to wait for the 250 orders. Could be your only chance to get these rare specialty yeast strains without waiting for it to collect 250 orders. So go to whitelabs.com slash the vault. You can browse through all the yeast strains there and uh, make sure you get your hands on some of these rare things from the vault. So the last one gets uh, the leftovers? 
Last one, what? Oh, you order these things. They, you know, they got a if you order by the cut, yeah, certain size. The last cutoff. Like, well, yeah, like, you're the last guy in the cutoff because they yeah. got some left. <laughs> so you, get, you get all that. Too. Maybe so, but it'll still be fresh. I'm sure of it. Of course it will. What's the point of having a vault if they're all available? Shut up, Beardy. Shut the <laughs> fuck up, Beardy. I was wondering what it would take in order to get <laughs> shut up, Beardy. Sentence to be said again. <laughs> well, it was a vault. Yeah, it's, now, still but, vault. it's still a vault, but now they're deciding they're to, to release them all because they're being nice to everybody. From the vault, it's right. not like from the closet. Right. They, they can still lock it, dude. That, well. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> and they will. Yeah. Well, it sounds more like a that. closet than a vault if they're letting <laughs> anything come out. You know, it's, it's probably a couple of drawers in, in the refrigerator. <laughs> in the, just, you know, fuck you all. <laughs> It's the damn vault. Okay. All right. (laughs) All right. We've got more beer to try in front of us, and we're starting with um, this porter that's in my glass. Um, Tell us about this beer. It's an organic brown porter. Mm -hmm. Super light, super easy to drink for what it was. Yeah. Um, Is this a beer you guys have had around for a while? Yeah, we've been doing it forever. Okay. It started as our Raven Sprout Porter. Okay. Um, and then when we switched to full organic, we just basically took that recipe, rolled it over to what we could source organically. Okay. And tried to mimic it and then just kept going with it. But the concept with it was always to be it's a dryer for a porter. Yep. Um, Which so is what I like. Yeah. It's Me also personally, got, too. It, unless I'm still just uh, picking up notes from the last beer, a little bit of coffee flavor in there, too. Sure. Um, so we have different approaches on, on some of these beers that maybe wouldn't be traditional for, like, your standard old school, this is how you make this. Yeah, okay. Um, but there's a lot more emphasis on just chocolate malt and high caramel malts in this, even though it is pretty dry still. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it does have some coffee notes. It has some chocolate notes. Mm-hmm. But we still try and keep the mouthfeel fairly low. And that's just something we did. I mean, it's not like what you would expect. It's just kind of weird. It's just we're like, well, let's do it this way. This is what we like. Make it a little more interesting because you like it. Like, yeah. right, so are there multiple highly kilned malts? Is that what you're saying? Or like just Munich? a couple? Um, there's no Munich in it. Okay. But... Yeah, Doc's like Munich sensitive, <laughs> but uh, that's not it, huh? I also would call no. Munich a highly kilned malt. What is in it? Yeah, that's not what I was thinking. <laughs> right. when I, was, I, 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 was yeah, like, yeah. I was like, shit, is that a, is, am I screwing that one up? <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't mean highly kilned. I just meant <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, darker malt. Some carapels in it. Okay. Maybe that would add something. To Doc's tasting the There's organic. no Munich in it, but. No. What are the dark malts that give it its color uh, and flavor? So some C120, some chocolate. Okay. A uh, tiny bit of roast. There's no black or anything in it, but uh, um, C60. Okay. It's pretty simple. Yeah, it's like a dark brown. I, I pretty don't know much. what yeah, that is, but some... it's not black. Yeah, it's it's no. it's like a dark brown without throwing any kind of biscuit or anything in it. Okay. It's like yeah, right a lot of ruby highlights. Yeah, right in yeah. Ruby in highlights. That's color. actually something that's been said a bunch about it. So and it's no, clear. It's cool. Yep. And, and it's, it's clear. Bright. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yep, it is cool. Yeah, I like this beer a lot, too. What beers are in bottles and cans that you guys uh, are doing? Everything you guys have had here besides the single origin, that mocha stout, okay. is offered in bottles. Got it. Um, the the only two we're offering in cans is our organic blonde. Okay. And the Emerald Triangle Pale, which was the first one we talked about. Oh, nice. I'm glad you're putting that in the pail. 
Uh, <laughs> in the can. In the can. Thing. I'm probably putting the pail like in, in the, the can. can. Yeah. <laughs> He's had a lot of pails. I'm, uh, in the can. Not that many cans, though. No. I understand why the blonde is in the can. Yes. I get it. Super it's, it's, a, it's a thing. It's a marketing. It's, not, it's, it's what people want. It's that light beer. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, I'm stoked you put the pail in the can. Man, and you know what? And I want to see some others in the can. Yeah, too. well, we we picked two to start with because it was just hard to keep going. Like we didn't want to throw our whole lineup in cans. Okay. Just be like, oh, we're offering all this in cans now too. Yeah, we want to be able to focus on a couple. Okay, blonde was the no brainer. Um, it's also like be, behind our organic IPA. It's our number one. It's our number two seller, but it's number sure one it in a lot of other aspects. So, mm. but the pale we had this big debate whether we do the pale emerald triangle pale or the emerald triangle ipa two of those beers in that series in the can okay i was really strongly going for the pale instead of just the ipa all right and that's that's what we went with so i think it's the right choice but i'm maybe not even your target demographic i mean i just love a pale do you buy beer uh yeah no Uh, i do yeah (laughs) yeah Well, because that's the, I'm sure the argument against you was, but everybody wants an IPA. Right? Yeah, totally. So, uh, how did you get, how did you sneak the pale ale in there? You're the boss now? <laughs> you don't fucking can water. I don't fucking care. You will do this and you'll like it. Yeah. My dad will take you hunting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally, totally. Uh, no, I, I, I just. There was a couple of us that had that view. Okay. And I think we were just persuasive enough to yeah. to go that route. There's no so. pale ales in cans. There's no pale ales out in the world anyways. Pale 31 in a can. Is that gone <laughs> now? It really? It, yeah. I don't know. I haven't, seen it. Can. I haven't seen it in a while. I actually haven't seen pale 31, period, in a while. True. I wonder if that's gone. Oh. But, like, I mean, that's Other than that, it. you're right. And there's a billion. The world doesn't need another IPA. So. Dale's pale ale. That's in a can. Yeah, that's, that'll stay in the can. Um, but, <laughs> Let's just the keep can. that right yeah, there. It's good. I mean, it, but it's, it's good to have that. I, I like breweries who are pushing styles that uh, people need to come back to. Uh, like yeah. like we were talking last show, Hellas. Yeah. You know, being a logger, people yeah. need to come back. Pale ales. Pale ales. People need to come back to pale ales. And they will. If all the yeah. brewers unite and brew what people need, not what they want, <laughs> right. the world will be a better place. Brother. Yeah. 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 I feel like Maybe that, that sickle for... and that hammer, I don't give a fuck, dude. <laughs> right. Let's go. Let's light it up. Right. Let's do we it. We will yeah. tell you what you will yeah. drink. Beardy's that... new brewery b- brand, Sickle and Hammer. <laughs> yeah. Can you spare a pale ale, brother? Yeah. <laughs> I think there's antitrust laws against that. There <laughs> I well, trust it. We can all fight over price. What's it like, uh, if I can ask this, what's it Being like on the show. working with your dad? Like, do you guys have to fight about shit uh, as a, you know, like I mean, every, everybody choppers. does, right? But is it is it get uncomfortable when you when it goes from like, hey, this is what I want to do with the pale ale, and dad's like, <laughs> or, look. Yeah, for the rest of the staff, I mean, it's, like, <laughs> it's uncomfortable we'll, for them. We'll get like face-to-face screaming. And really? It means nothing to us. It's just we'll blow it off in five minutes, and we're gonna have a beer later got it okay so everyone else is like oh my god what just happened? <laughs> no it's not bad man it's, it really isn't it's actually been cool it's sweet but we have that kind of relationship it's that's just, good yeah because a family so. business can be difficult is what really what i'm asking you know oh it can for, be, yeah. for anybody I mean, well i grew up with other local breweries or local-ish i mean i won't name drop but there was other people when i was a kid that had their kids in the in their breweries and yeah 
it turned into massive family issues and stuff. We never dealt with that. I got me, my dad, and my sister, and we're running the show now, and it's it's been great, man. Good. And um, if you guys are able to sort of argue it out and then get over it, that's oh, probably that, one of the most just important. Our family would get super hot. Yeah. Screaming out. Five <laughs> minutes later, we're drinking a beer and like laughing about stuff. It's just the way we do it. It's just we don't hold. It's just the way it is. It's the humble way. Jose, have you have you been around for any of these uh, these screaming matches? These blowouts? Um, fortunately, no. No. Okay. But, you don't spend enough time up at the. But my the, family is exactly like that. Is that right? Okay. Well, you guys have the. See, the I don't relate to that. Trump yeah. card, which is my family's a bunch of pussies. hunting trip. Oh yeah, I didn't even know that was a card to play. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna know, start. Let's go hunting. <laughs> see, my family when they fight, they don't talk to each other for a year. So I don't relate to that ability to let it get out and then just we've, go, it's all right, we got it out now. But see, we've never had that. I see. Yeah. yeah so it's just like, it's just not our personality. You never argue over like if it's duck season or rabbit season <laughs> or human <laughs> <in> the cartoons <laughs> or who's coming back. <laughs> and the yelling here is just one way. Like I can yell at Beardy right now and he'll be back next week. It's fine. Yeah, because you're joking, right? <laughs> yeah, every time, Beardy. Every time. Yeah. Every fucking time. <laughs> every goddamn time. <laughs> Even when he's not joking. <laughs> All right. So let's move down the beer list here, too. Cool. Uh, there okay. was some talk now. We've got a double IPA, and then we've got the anniversary uh, barrel-aged barley wine. Yeah. I was thinking maybe we should do the double IPA first, we think. Yeah, we already decided yeah. without you. I think you guys should do I'm, that. I'm actually yeah, allowing the our listeners in on the conversation. Well, we, me now. and him had a conversation. Oh, Colin. Okay. <laughs> Colin now. Hey, right. Yeah. Which should we taste first? All right, we'll let's wait try. for your call. Is this really the the IPA? Yes, sir, I, feel, I mean the double IPA. I feel like it's the. Uh, I think we got the single. Uh oh, Bevo. Beverly. It might be the most mellow single IPA. Or double IPA I've ever had. If it's if it's the, uh, what'd you get us, beef? Congratulations! Check your notes. I wrote down double. You did? Yeah. Uh, so too many people. Tonight. It's like a double to me. But what, what did they pour? It? Sounds like a hunting trip. Yeah. <laughs> if, We're gonna I go. can go get a. I can go get a pour of the double, and you can compare them. I think that's a double. It tastes I'm like a double sure. to me. And by mellow, I don't mean that. Oh, hey, you failed at a double. I mean it's it's even. It's palatable. It's not like ripping my face off. It's fucking um, tropical fruit. That's it is tropical. Mango guava, right there, right up the ass. Man. Beef, you want to go grab us one <laughs> just to double check? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I just want make sure you give us a, a double, and then I know, we'll. My palate's wrecked. We'll like guava there. up the ass. <laughs> now that's part of the problem on beer number. What are we on here? Five. Eleven D. Plus the other ones we had before. Beer that. Five. Yeah. Oh, in the booth. Yeah. Uh, totally. In the booth. <laughs> yeah. What are you on, man? We've, we've been drinking off this hangover since noon, man. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> Rough weekend? No, it was fantastic, man. <laughs> well, That's good. Yeah. Uh, you, you weren't at the Martinez Beer Festival this weekend, were you? No, I, was I at saw my Jose there. Cousin's man. wedding. Oh, okay. so. oh, pff, oh wow. No yeah. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sometimes it has to be done. Hunting Were you wedding. worried about coming in here drunk, like that we wouldn't accept you? That <laughs> what? I told, well, no. I was. This is what Jose said. He's like, he's like, hey, we got this set up. I'm like, well, what's the times? I gotta, I want to like, you know, know what's going on. Yeah, it's cool, man. Like, we'll get there. Like, it starts at like five, and we'll go till ten. <laughs> like, well, that's the radio interviews that whole time. 
Pretty He's much. Like, no, man, it's like that's like you know six to that's nine or something like how that. How long I hang out here? Yeah. <laughs> right. Five to ten. Yeah, and I'm like, you mean Monday. it's a three hour interview? Well, I want to be like at least halfway sober to be able to get through this. Nah. I didn't know what to expect. He's like, don't worry, it's just dick jokes. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all right, all right, cool. What's the p value on that? <laughs> well, you're you're kind of lucky that in in early years it used to be a three hour interview. Now we've cut it back. So in the earlier years, I would have been asking about all your family secrets by hour three, totally. and you would tell them. I'd be crying we, in the fetal <laughs> position in the corner by the end. Totally. And then we call that a success. That's and a you, good You'd show. be wishing you weren't halfway sober. Yeah. Right, totally. All right, let's see. I'm, I got another glass here. Oh, good. The guy with the best pal exactly. in the room. Justin will these. tell us. <laughs> Thank yeah. God. I feel secure now. Yeah. yeah. We, we all got the double IPA. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm sure we did. Mm-hmm. See? Fuck you too, JP. <laughs> Yeah. Somebody's got to apologize to Bevo then. Sorry, Bevo. <laughs> Sorry, Bevo. Sorry, Bevo. Yeah. It was Jose questioning you. Bevo, go rip your dick off by the roof. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Your ghost dick. It hurts, <laughs> Bevo. Rip it off. <laughs> the root, though. All right. Yeah, tell us about your double IPA. So it was, it's a seasonal. It's an organic double IPA that started as the first time we were able to get the hops organically to make a double IPA. Okay. Which was how long ago? Oh, man. Was it a while? It was a while ago. Okay. Yeah. So you were able to, to get yeah. We're not talking about a year here. <laughs> no, was, no, okay. no. Yeah, yeah. This was years ago. Okay. Um, and so what happened was forever we weren't able to get all these Centennial, Chinook, that kind of stuff that you would want for IPA hops basically okay um when they all came available organically we're like well cool let's do a big double ipa to celebrate we'll release it for the earth day in april nice and that's how it got spawned okay and so we as a play on words we called it our earth thirst uh double ipa got it organic double ipa because we were in a drought This is before the drought. Oh, okay. Yeah, asshole. We've been in the drought for a long time. It was before. They've been around for a long time. Yeah. It was right in the middle of the drought. Okay. <laughs> Which drought? Uh, yeah, exactly. No, I think we started this in 06 or 07. Use Cal Ale for that, too? Yeah. Uh, but it's just a, it's a mild, fairly mild for a double IPA. Okay. It's still over 8%, but. Is it really? Yeah. So you don't taste that. No. I like that. And I like the, that it is fairly mild, that it's not uh, overly bitter. Yeah. It, it, I think JP is absolutely right that it's very tropical, yeah. which I think is a, a really Part nice quality. Part of that is with that, uh, there's an experimental hop that we use this year. It's a new one. And it is fairly subdued. I, now I feel like a dick. Can't remember the it. name of the hop. Uh-oh. X-17. Well, it's like a code. Oh, what right. Is it? Yeah. Oh, X-17. X-17. Okay. Right. Super. <laughs> yeah, that's like, yeah, that's a catchy name. <laughs> Wasn't right. that the, the, the Nazi missile? I think that's what we go for with experimental <laughs> hops, right? Yeah, the Nazi like missile training. Wasn't that X, <laughs> X-J-17? But they should never change that name. That's a great name, I think, for a hop. It just sounds kind <laughs> yeah. of badass. Or isn't so that the aerodynamic. thing that, that Marvin the Martian is always after? <laughs> is that what X-J-17? Somebody made a reference to that and asked us about it. Could be Marvin the Martian. Oh, is that what it was? I don't know. Let's, <laughs> let's find yeah. out. Either that or something in JP. Nazi Germany. Look at JP get on the blacklist. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, throw, throw an X next to some numbers. It just sounds cool. Well, <laughs> it is, agreed. Uh, well, XJ13 is I a... I put it next to my wife, and it worked really good. <laughs> Different. XJ13 is a sativa-dominant strain, so there's that. XJ17... Oh, okay. so it's a, a StarCraft. It's a video game reference. Okay. Oh. How many um, hops are in this it's beer? It's not that. But, it's uh, not that, no. <laughs> yeah. No Bugs Bunny reference? 
No. There's a handful of hops. Like there are, we okay. have Magnum, Cascade, Chinook, Centennial, Citra, and that X17. It's like a, a big handful. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. And, and also... You got big hands Simcoe. there, buddy. So okay. A little hop. Try hop, try Simcoe, X17. Okay. Is, is the Magnum German or U.S.? Being organic, that's what I was It's asking. U.S. Okay. Yeah. When you get to the X17, when you have a hop bill like that, is it just kind of for fun and experimentation that you throw that in well, at yeah, that point? Yeah, totally. Um, okay. But that was with one of our uh, one of the hop growers that we get source our organic hops from. Okay. And so there was kind of a whole backstory on that with being able to support him with what he's doing with organic experimentation. Okay. Um, the reason that was a big deal is he's trying to breed organic hops that could handle pest and mold issues without the pesticides nice and then be able to back breed that back to other things because not only is that important for organic farming but for non-organic farming because the pesticides and fungicides that they're using become not effective after time i see and so they're running it the commercial crops are running into issues where their standard pesticides and fungicides aren't as effective anymore wow and so to be able to have something that you can back breed into the crops to help that would that be problem. incredible it's, no it's a big deal yeah so, so we're kind of just trying to promote that and and help with that program okay so and Do where the, is that grower is that oregon he's up in oregon yeah okay. it's uh pat levy from uh um, oregon hop house oh yeah okay yeah. Do, do the parent rhizomes have to be organic in order for the the certification child rhizome to be certified yeah, organic? Yeah, I believe so, because it's a three-year process, so it's all... Hmm. You can't just throw a non-organic thing in the ground, grow it organically, and say it's organic. It has to be through that three-year certification. So, okay. yeah, there, there is processes. With so that. anything can become organic? If it just takes three years. The whole process? Yeah, enough right. time to where they say, okay, well, everything would be potentially stripped out by now. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Are there any local California hop growers for you guys? There are, but not a, not big enough to be able to use them commercially. Okay, it's more like also what a waste of land. They're like, I yeah. could sell it for ten times the price if I just grow weed, and that's always right. been the issue. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, with our commercial cash crop locally, I get a lot of guys, friends, locals coming to me and go, "Hey, man, because the pot market's been shit." Okay. I've been thinking about growing hops. Like, what do you think about that? I'm like, don't do it. There's no real money in it. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're used to making thousands of pounds, and now you're going to make tens of pounds. Right. Yeah. And even the length of time, we've had hop growers in here talk about, you know, a, a new strain taking a decade to uh, come to fruition. Oh, yeah, because yeah. they can't just – it's not on the same just light cycle. Okay. Guys are used to with the pot breeding. They're maybe if they're doing it commercially outdoor with pollinate open pollination and stuff yeah it's a seasonal thing but yeah. indoor they can be knocking four harvests out a year wow yeah and doing that with the hops you can't just flip them like that right you know, no, that's not, really good advice it's not just a processor and dryer that you can send them to around the corner sure to, for I, I mean harvesting hops yeah. i've always grown hops as a hobby just at my house or whatever and yeah man harvesting that that end of the day when your forearms are just bleeding and yeah. scratched yeah. up and yeah. Pain in the ass, and you need a yeah. lot of screen door screens in order to dry oh, totally, out a commercial right? batch. <laughs> Your kitchen's just loaded. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the drying process might be similar, so that that part could be okay. Yeah. That might be the one part that does cross over. You got to hang it. I guess, yeah. yeah. You I'm glad you know the difference it works yeah. so well. The difference between what? Hops and 
and, yeah. and the cousin. Kid grew up there, man. <laughs> you a cop? <laughs> yeah, once again. Speaking of the microphone. Oh, wait. All right, we've got one more beer to get through here, and this is your anniversary ale, right? Yes, this is the 21. And, and you guys, uh, I thought you said you're even a bit older now, so this, are you 20, 21 now? Uh, this was our last year's anniversary. Okay, so you guys are 22 We're 22 now. now. Got it. And, uh, yeah, going on, we'll be, you know, keep going. But uh, So yeah. now you guys so, can drink. Mm-hmm. So so the our, our beer can drink now. Yeah. That's right. Totally. <laughs> it can drink itself. Um, oh, but, uh, so it's our triple exaltation, our old ale. Um, aged in bourbon barrels for six months. Okay, uh, and that's pretty much it. That's that's the whole program. Where'd you get We've the been, bourbon barrels? Uh, they're Heaven Hill. Okay, and a lot of people say, okay, well, Heaven Hill that's the most common barrel. We've tried so many barrels and higher end barrels. You know, fancy one off, like nicer, supposedly nicer whiskey. And what we found, and a lot of this is my personal opinion, so take it for what it is. Sure. But, um, what we found is the really nice whiskeys. You get something fancy. Well, a lot of the reason that whiskey's so nice is because it strips so much of that character out of that barrel. Hmm. And then when we try and put our beer in it, it just doesn't get that same <laughs> character more coming neutral. back out. Yeah. yeah, got it. So when we've used the Heaven Hill, especially with a six month aging, instead of say a three or four month, which is a lot more common, or even a three, four, five month, and then cutting it back through with like standard the unbarrel aged beer, we're able to get so much of that tannic note out of the oak. Got it. That where you get like legit bourbon characters out of it instead of just oak notes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're, these are new barrels. These are no. just freshly used well, bourbon barrels. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, one sure. single pass. Okay. Just mm-hmm. right from the distillery. I like this beer a lot. It's really good. A little bit of sweetness, uh, which I think some of that actually comes from the the oak. Um, And, of course, it's a big beer anyway, isn't it? Sure. So It starts out at 9.8. Okay. And then jumps. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Does it really? Yeah. Uh, Wow. No, it doesn't. (laughs) Yeah. I know. That's taboo. I know. But it's it's, honestly, we've seen it all over the place. We send it off and do testing. Okay. And so it's... It's been all over the board, and that's even if you empty the barrel. I assume it's just what well, is what comes the out of it. Like waste. <laughs> <laughs> We're not gonna let that go into the beer. Yeah. Right. The characters in the wood, man. I'll take that slurry that's in there. There you go. <laughs> it's about the wood. Yeah. Um, do you guys use the barrels again? We've tried it unsuccessfully, at really? least for what mm-hmm. we've mm-hmm. been trying to use it for. Some guys like recharge the barrels. It's recharge? Just, yeah. We, we, what does that mean? Because you air quoted that. You know, I know. I re- that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of things you can do to kind yeah. of make the barrel new again. Right, yeah. exactly. Oh, but what do, yeah, yeah, so what do they mean by that? Like they're trying to get oak flavor back into the wood or something? No, pour bourbon in it, dude. Oh, like, I see. Get the okay. Yeah. Okay. So they're not like refurbishing the barrels where they scrape no, off the char no, and do all no, that no, shit. Char, yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. Um, and, you know, some people can get a pretty cool character out of it. We've never gone that route. Okay. And, uh, Second pass after beer's already been in it. We've already stripped to get it to this point where you're getting so much oak note and like heavy oak, like dominant yeah. oak note. This is dominant. That's what we wanted. That was specific. It's so not even on that same level doing a second pass through it. It's just we felt it wasn't worth our time to get, yeah, to, to go through the aging process and barrel maintenance to do it. Sure. Because bourbon barrels, I mean, they 
they're cheap barrels. They, it's not they, they don't put the money and the wood into it like a wine barrel where they're planning on using it for however many years. Okay. The the bourbon barrels, it's a single pass. They can't use it again. Yeah, they can't. So they just got to so get rid they of it. Use, it's thinner wood. I mean, they don't hold liquid as well. It's a lot of maintenance to, to age in them. You know, okay. you got to have your own. So when you, when you said not well on the second pass, are we talking sour? No. Or just, or just not enough? I'm not enough. talking infected. I'm talking... Just it wasn't enough character to warrant the time okay. in it and the effort that it took to. So these you're talking subtle oak notes. Yeah, it's like at that bad. point you could throw some staves in a tank. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. get the same. Then it's just kind of like one dimensional and kind of yeah. totally. Plus, I feel like at that point Ted needs targets to shoot his high powered weapons well, at. No, no. <laughs> and so you got this nothing is, else to do with the barrels. This is firewood on those hunting trips. I see. Yeah. That's a good beard name right there. <laughs> Ted's targets. Yeah, Ted's target. Uh, Come down to Ted's targets and fish it. Roll your target in. Get your beer and line that side right Get up. Some beer. That's right. Take your extended family hunt today at Ted's. Ted's targets. Ted's targets. Hi, I'm Ted at Ted's targets. <laughs> We're writing the commercial for you. <laughs> Genius, guys. Good job. I think this beer uh, could do very well in uh, in barley wine competition. I, I don't know yeah. if you Just guys don't, are. Don't enter it in uh, the Sacramento we've competition. Won. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. But uh, we've uh, we've done well with this beer. We've I think we have five or six five or six GABF medals for variations on this. Okay, wow. So, yeah. And so I mean, do you often well. do the same sort of base recipe and then put it in different things? Yeah, yeah. yeah as a, just our triple exaltation, our standard strong ale, old ale. Okay. Is this a blend of any kind, or just the beer in a barrel and then out of the barrel? That's no, not we that's pretty pass good. Uncut. Okay. And we've tried everything, too. We've tried cuts. We've tried blends. We've tried modifying recipes. And really, myself and our brewmaster, Mike, we're such fans of whiskey and bourbon already. We're just trying that. We were trying to get that character out. Okay. I mean, that's what we both personally thought was the best. And I know there's so many different approaches on it. It's just such a personal preference. Do you like the vanillins? Do you like... What oak notes are you trying to get out of it? We're sure. Like, let's get, let's get that whiskey character. Like that's what we want. That's okay. We're doing it. So. And what, that's funny. A lot of people aren't going for that now. They go for more like you're talking about the vanilla or something yeah, else. But it's but, just personal preference. Uh, sure. We've had judges at JABF like in the last year, just fillet it, just fillet it. <laughs> really? Seriously, like they're like it's just nothing but tannic notes and it's too dominant. Blah blah. blah. And then we've had, like, the next year or the previous year where they're like, that's the best thing ever. Here's a gold wow. or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's like, all right, dude, sweet. <laughs> so you just make it how you like it. We right. make it how exactly. we, that's how we do all our yeah. beers. Yeah. We try and make stuff as drinkable as possible or yeah. as dominant and as yeah. flavor as possible. And it's just hopefully people, yeah. you know, view it the same well, way we just do. Just being a barley wine, too. Is I, I usually shy away from barley wines because they're just yeah. Me too. too much, too cloying, whatever they are. And use coined it. You said it's drinkable. Yeah. Very drinkable. Yep. Uh, the the tannins make it nice. Um, kind of kind of mellows out the, the cloyness. And it does have the bourbon flavor, too. And, well, I like bourbon. Yeah. yeah. And that yeah. helps cut the barley wine, too. Yeah, it when does. You, when, you, when you age a beer six months or less, to me at least, the bourbon character is stronger. Mm. And so that can help dry out okay. a, a sweeter beer. But for a barley wine, this is... Smooth and drinkable. Yeah. Yeah. 
Throw a pale ale, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's an awful Kolsch, yeah. but uh, it's a real well, good <laughs> Most barley wines are aged in bourbon barrels, so yeah. if it's just a straight barley wine. Yeah, in fact, I uh, I was kind of excited to see it on there because we almost always get somebody's Imperial Stout, uh, Russian Imperial Stout, Imperial something uh, in, in, in barrels. Mm-hmm. But uh, oddly enough, I haven't seen a barley wine yeah. come out of, come through the studio in a while. So, well, we also make a imperial stout. You do. So. It goes in barrels, of course. Uh, Not yet. Okay. Actually, Maybe. we have some in, in there now. <clears throat> you do. Nice. Which, of course, is a great deal to put. To know yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> yeah. There's nice. a reason you don't tell the salespeople <laughs> what goes in the barrel. Yeah. Shut the fuck up, Jose. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. It's on sale right now at the opportunity. Right at the distributor. But also, like, it's kind of interesting, this beer... Um, like we're gonna make it be named barley wine now, right? So I mean, we're talking about that. Yeah. What so. do you mean? Well, it's been so. a strong ale forever, but it's just oh. way strong for the oh, okay. style, alcohol wise. Too strong. It's the Arnold Schwarzenegger of too strong of strong ales. Okay. <laughs> well, the problem is Never you can't call it a strong ale anyways because. Feds say you can't imply strength on it, so oh, you can't legally call, have strong ale on your label because it implies strength. Okay, so, oh. so you have to call it an old ale, which is what you've just, always done, right? Okay, but it's just it's bigger than that. Yeah, even though the barley wine today's standard barley wine, it's just like we were talking with the pale, like. 10, 15, 20 years ago, pale ale meant a completely different thing. Yeah. So it's tough. Like, even barley wines these days aren't this hoppy, so it fits more in that strong ale category. Okay. Because it's not that hoppy. Like, yeah. It's not... Barley wine. You're saying American barley wines usually are more hoppy. They are more hoppy. Yeah, Sorry yeah. If they yeah. Out wrong. No, that's okay. I was actually seeing you. I was thinking as you're talking that you just might not put the word American in front of it because often now an American barley wine is like a big ass double or triple IPA. Exactly. Um, so right. With a lot of crystal balls. Right. Yeah. So I'd almost just rather you reference a more traditional barley wine by leaving the word American out of it. Um, even call it traditional. You know. That might even be something. Yeah, something like a traditional sure barley so. wine yeah. because it is. It, it's. I. I am my opinion, it's closer to that, yeah. uh, which is what no, I've always is, liked so. about barley wines. It as is, as yeah. soon as, uh, yeah, I don't like bar- American barley wines because no, it's I just really a, it's a triple IPA basically, well, and you sure. age them, and then it, things change, and that's fine too. And sometimes they're good, <laughs> sometimes they're not. <laughs> it's been six months. In Shout a out to all American barley. Wine. <laughs> <laughs> you got to age. You got six months in a barrel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but well, I, it works. And, and I actually, I should take it back a little bit. Sometimes I really like those aged flavors. I've talked about that before, like when it gets a little basementy and cellar and, mm-hmm. and some figs and stuff. A little like that. soy saucy. But it's just, you know what? Basement of my beer. It's just not that often that it turns it gets, into that. It gets That's gill all. Yeah, uh, gillfish. <laughs> yeah, as in gilf. Oh, yeah. uh, I thought it was like like some Norwegian. No, like yeah, yeah, yeah. some oh, fish. Oh, yeah. you like gillfish? Yeah, the pickled <laughs> gillfish. All right, then. That's an adjective. Yeah. Gillfish. All right. Uh, you can go to eelriverbrewing.com right now and check it out. You guys did some rebranding, too, since I've known you. It looks fantastic. Thank you. Uh, I like it when breweries like you who have been around a while try to keep up uh, and just make sure that we all still know you're there right. and that you're still brewing great beer, which, by the way, like I said, I think the beer is better now than it ever has been. Thank you. Um, and it's important. I mean, maybe yeah. this sounds like, like it's obvious, but there's a lot of breweries that don't do this. So your branding looks good. The beer's tasting great. I like that you're going in cans. Uh, you can go to eoriverbrewing.com and check it out. Can you find out where to buy the beer on the website, too? Uh, uh, yeah, there is. Yeah. There is. 
Is please it? wear it to buy. Okay. Yeah, please wear it to buy. Um, you can get it at the Hop Grenade right now, uh, not only on tap, but apparently. Do we have cans here, too? You can definitely get it in the you can. Buy the pail can. Definitely can. get in the Oh, we can. have the pail? Yeah. How, many, how much did we buy of the pail? Because I might buy it all myself. Oh, uh, the cans? Yeah. Uh, two cases. Okay. So the pail can. <laughs> guys I are uh, running low already. I pail might can. be taking a case myself. You can definitely reorder. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, first you're barking up the wrong tree. Except, <laughs> although when it does come to pale ales, I just bitch when we don't have them available. So you could always like put that in their ear. Oh my gosh, Justin, you have no idea. Be like, um, I don't see any pale ales around. You don't want Justin bitching at you again, do you? It's, uh, it's frowned upon. The whole staff liked this pale ale today. Uh, I ordered it early on. And everyone's like, Yeah, you're gonna like this one. Uh, so everyone's awesome. enjoying it. Yeah, I go to. I keep it on tap of my house. Too. Do you? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's really nice. You guys are doing a good job. All right, I got to get us to a break. Uh, you can find Eel River all over the place. Uh, are you guys outside of California yet? Oh yeah, you are. No, we're in. Uh, we've sent beer to all over the place: Brazil, okay. Mexico, Hawaii. Uh, Scandinavian areas, Hawaii. Really? Wow. We're in like thirty-something states. I Australia. like the Scandinavian areas in Hawaii. I don't know if you've seen those. You haven't seen them? <laughs> <laughs> They're really sunburned. It's cra- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very red. Yeah. Yeah. They only come out at night. Yeah. Look at that moon tan. Yeah, <laughs> I have a moon tan year round. <laughs> uh, well, thanks guys for being on the show. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Uh, tell it, your dad yeah. that we said hello, and uh, we hope that he enjoys us making fun I'm of sure him. Sure, he's already <laughs> driving down, dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's like reloading so, shotgun shells in the passenger seat. I'll be skipping the last segment, guys. JP, you can take over. All right. Why, why are you handing me a wig to put on? I don't yeah. I do not want to go hunting tonight, Ted. Uh, seriously, thanks for being here. Uh, good luck to you guys. Um, let us know about more beer in the cans, like the acai. Am I saying it right still? Acai. 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 That's a good one, Jose. You keep at that. It's going to be good in the can. Uh, thanks, Matt. I appreciate yeah, it. No, thank you. Yeah. All right. Uh, just before I get us to the break, uh, don't forget that you can get tons of beer information over at craftbeer.com. And um, also, you know, they have a brewery finder. Uh, more than 5,000 breweries in the U.S. now, and craftbeer.com brewery finder, published by the Brewers Association, has them all. It's the most robust U.S. brewery finder. Whether you're traveling or exploring your own city, you can find breweries by current location or search in other states. You can even find directions and contact info straight from the brewery finder uh you'll also find breweries uh social handles on the brewery finder which i assume means social media right not just handles that everybody grabs that's true Um, it could mean that too you don't really know (laughs) you can keep up on the latest news from your favorite breweries that way go to craftbeer.com and check out their brewery finder you won't regret it and it's uh did i mention it's free all the stuff on craftbeer.com is free good people over there at the brewers association all right we're going to take a quick break when we come Come back. We have to wrap up our Twitter game. We might try another Eel River beer because there was more. And other things. Hang on. It's the session. You're listening to the Brewcasters, Brewcasters. on the Brewing Network. Network. 
Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Check out their brand new patent-pending mash and boil 110-volt electric mashing and boiling unit. This compact all-stainless unit lets you mash, sparge, and boil just about anywhere that has a 110-volt plug. Double-wall construction adds to efficiency and safety, and a precise thermostat keeps temperatures where you want them. Unlike insulated buckets and converted coolers, multiple temperature rest mashing is easy to do, all for under 300 bucks. They also feature the Mark II Work Pump, a magnetic drive high-temperature pump that does the work of pumps that cost twice as much, as well as exclusive Brewer's Edge regulators and quality Keg King kegs and disconnects. Check them out today at williamsbrewing.com to bruise their vast selection. With over 20 years of experience making world-class craft beer and more than 100 gold medals in international competitions, Moylan's Brewing Company is not just a pretty face in craft beer. Just ask Brendan Moylan. What do we got here? The beer of the hour. Moylan's, gotta love that big M. It's like a sign of awesomeness. It's got an extra kick to it. Let's pour this bad boy. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Moylan's. The end of the night when the kids are finally in bed, the wife's in bed, <laughs> nobody's bothering your ass anymore. That's Moylan's time. Moylan's is for you. Yeah. It's to help you out. Yeah. It helps me out. What? Well, because it's freaking awesome. Northern California brewed. It's brewed with love. With love? Oh, yeah. Tremendous. And it's always best where? Moylan's. you got to try it on tap at Moylan's in Novato. They're freaking awesome. Awesome. Not only because I own the brewery, because I love the beer. Cheers! Boom! Kilt Lifter Scotch Ale takes big beers to a whole new level with rich malt balanced perfectly with delicate hops and now comes in four-pack tall boy cans so you can take the party on the go. Or come to the brewery, take a tour, and try any of Moylan's fresh creations right from the source. Check them out at Moylan's.com. <laughs> Army, have you heard the latest at HopTech? Since HopTech has doubled in size after a huge expansion, Jade and Roberto can stock even more of the best quality homebrewing supplies and equipment. Over 60 kick-ass varieties of hops and malts, monster truckloads of quality brewer's yeast, including White Labs, Y-Yeast, and multiple dry yeasts. They even have all grain systems from Grainfathers and Ruby Street Brew Systems, thanks to Jade, the brand new all-grain brewer. And don't forget about their 10% discount to all BN Army members. Jade and Roberto are waiting for you and all of your brewing questions over at HopTech.com. HopTech, totally not sucking since 1983. Hey guys, what'll it be? I'm not sure. What do you recommend? A lot of people seem to like the Hefeweizen. Is that a German Hefeweizen or more of an American-style wheat beer? I'm not sure, but I can give you a taste. Okay, great. Great. The Cicerone Certification Program certifies and educates beer professionals in order to elevate the beer experience for consumers. Unfortunately, not every bar is staffed with certified beer servers who can guide their customers through a beer list. Here you go, guys. Let me know what you think of the Hefeweizen. Oh, yeah. 
That's definitely more of an American meat. But I can hardly tell because this beer just smells like sour butter. I wonder how long it's been since they cleaned the draft lines. Yeah, and look at the bubbles on the side of the glass. It's filthy. Somebody should tell these guys about the Cicerone program. For sure. How about we head somewhere else for another beer? Your server should give beer the same respect you do. Request quality. The Cicerone certification program offers four levels of beer certification, in-person classes, and course books for beer professionals. Check them out at Cicerone.org. The Cicerone Certification Program. We know beer. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. This is Jamel Zanishef, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. Hey, motherfuckers, this is Doug from fucking Society. You're listening to the session on the fucking Bruin Network. Fuck you. Dougie. All right, don't forget, you can go to beersmith.com and download your free trial of the Beersmith homebrewing software. It'll do everything you need it to do and a bunch of things you don't know you need it to do. Uh, and it's free. You can check it out for 21 days, I think it is. Uh, it works on a PC and a Mac. And uh, we all use it. You should use it, too. Go to beersmith.com and uh, check it out. All right, so we decided to keep Eel River in the studio because we're really enjoying their beer. And uh, and try one more, one, one more beer while we got. Let's here. do it. Yeah, what do we have now? It's the Emerald Triangle IPA. Okay. I got to go. Next step up for the pale. So I do have a question. We were talking about this before the show. Your uh, pale ale is called Emerald Triangle Pale yeah. Ale, and then you've got Emerald Triangle IPA. And double. <laughs> okay, so there's three. It's a series. So it's a series. It's a triangle thing. Uh, but beers. we were still curious why you, you went with the same... You know, sort of name throughout, even if it fits the series. Because if I go to the bar and say I'd like an Emerald Triangle, now they're going to say which which one, dummy? How many beers are there? <laughs> then it's a conversation. It's, it's the question still valid, Doc? It is a valid question, and that has that has been an issue. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they do call us dummy. It's happened. Um, no, but uh, it it was meant to be a series of hoppy beers in different. There was a session, there was a double, we could do a triple, and it's part of the Emerald Triangle series. Okay. Uh, and the Emerald Triangle is your region, too, right? Like it that's is. Kind that's, of what people... that's what started. It was Emerald Triangle. Okay. So it's like, let's do a super hoppy, light-bodied <coughs> beer series. Yeah. Uh, the Emerald Triangle being, you know, referencing the Emerald Triangle pot, you know, zone. Area, the yeah. Humboldt, thing. A... Humboldt, Trinity... And uh, yeah, what's the third Mendocino? Okay, um, yeah, it's but a thing? uh, 
I'm yeah. sorry. I'm, I'm like, I had no idea that, that there was actually a thing called it's, the Emerald it's Triangle. It's the Emerald Triangle, yeah. And it's you don't know your ge- geography? <laughs> your pot on. geography? I just fucking yeah. smoke it. I don't need to fucking research about it. I don't give a fuck. You know where it comes from? Do you have your from? medical card, JP? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah. His back really hurts. Yeah. I did when I grew it. You know, and then uh, it lap lapsed. Thyroid does hurt. Well, you got cured. It's true. Well, anyway, now I'm sorry. I'm, now I you don't need know. a card, right? Isn't it legal now or something? I don't know. So you should probably get a card. Nobody really knows. And you can't buy it, but you can have it. I see. Oh, what? That's, that's the law. It's Are you not saying legal you have anymore. it? No, I don't. Oh. <laughs> He's not holding it. Well, I definitely have not You're bought holding? it. <laughs> I definitely have not bought it. Right. <laughs> Why should you talk to the two humble dudes? Yeah, <laughs> they know. Jose, can you... Uh, <laughs> I'm not asking you this because your name is Jose. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Knows well about yeah. the hey, dude, he doesn't have Mexican cop. Yeah. <laughs> Anything Jose sells is just dirt. That's all it is. I think Jose went out and smoked at the break. He's dying over there right now. <laughs> no, Tasty's not here. Either. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I wish Tasty was here. No, I'm fighting the cold. Really? Really? <laughs> Uh, well, Sorry, well, I learned something. That's good. You know what? For the, I don't know that I've ever said this. I like your IPA almost as much as I like your pale ale. It's a really, really nice IPA, this one. So the thing about the series is that they're all really similar, but it's just not varying levels of like alcohol strength or hop bitterness. Okay. Um, there is slight differences in the hops used, hmm. but uh, this one has a little bit more emphasis on like the resinous pine kind of notes with Chinook and Simcoe and stuff like that. I get that. Uh, opposed to the way more fruity dominant heavy citra of the pale. Okay. Which I prefer the pale more myself because I like those really fruity hops. Yeah. Uh, but. Yeah, it's still it's it's supposed to be really bright, really drinkable, mm-hmm. not overly bitter. Yeah, but you get the aroma, you get the flavor, and you can drink a bunch of them. And you weren't exactly so. going for dank with the Emerald Triangle, no. it seems like, because I wouldn't no. call any of them like that sort of danky hop uh-huh. flavor we we talk no, about. No, we still wanted it bright. Okay, if that's the right word for it, that's how we kind of talk about. it. I, yeah. I get pears and, and maybe peach out of it, just like bright and. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really nice. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Drake's IPA. And oh, I would, dude. No, they do some killer IPAs. Right. It's, and, yeah. and to me, Drake's IPA is just, it's, they're not worried about being too West Coast or too modern or too, it's just, it's just a great IPA. Yeah, and I, I put sure. this one in that category, that it's not exactly following a specific trend. It's just a really strong IPA. No, yeah. and like I was saying before, we do stuff for the way that we kind of like it. Yeah. It's not market driven so much as... People would think that with organics, like, oh, you're just doing it because it's a trend. It's like, no, we've been right. doing it before it was that cool. Okay. But uh, we just do stuff because we like it. Sure. And this is an organic it's hop not, beer? No, it's oh. not. Okay. It's which, like, which hops are in these? Or is in this beer? There's a bunch, dude. All oh, of them. Really? <laughs> there's a gamut. Yeah. See, I wouldn't have guessed that either because it's not very, it's not, not that it has to be muddled just because there's a lot of hops, but uh, I would say this was only like two or three hops. Yeah. I, I well, did, because I, there's yeah. cer- there's only a few of them that we try and emphasis. Okay. Like, or emphasize, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a bunch of hops in there. Some of them are for strictly bittering purposes, like the Magnum. Get no flavor from Magnum, but it's such a smooth bittering hop. Cascade through early boil for some bittering purposes because it just, we feel like it's so smooth. Throughout that area. Cascade, man. You can't it's go cascade, wrong. Cascade, yeah. right? Uh, certain 
certain stuff is more dominant in the whirlpool because we like that it adds imparts certain flavors without it being too overly astringent or and then dry hopping we go a certain route because we feel like those pop more yeah it's just it's not that uh we just like to throw a bunch of hops in there we have little theories of whether they're wrong or right no it's, it's working so it, yeah. i'd call them right do you yeah. have any specific dry hopping techniques you know yeah dude okay. we, we bought a uh, one of the rolex dry hopping units which is what it's it used to be called a hop nick but now it's something else but basically what it does is we're able to throw our hops in the unit it pulverizes them to a fine dust okay and recirculates through the the fermenter yeah um it allows us to strip all the oils within like an hour period so it's like i think it's for every barrel of beer in that fermenter you only recirculate for a minute wow. so it's like for a 90 barrel you know hour and a half for a 90 barrel tank two hours for a 120 or something like that yeah and uh it's dude it's just the beer turns bright neon green really because it's, <laughs> it's, it's it takes the hot pellets pulverizes them to nothing okay spits them in the tank and recirculates so you're just getting every surface area is just immediately stripped so what difference <laughs> did you notice then just the speed that you can impart that flavor yeah well what we were doing for dry hot beers before is we would do primary fermentation try and strip as much yeast as possible so basically a week after the beer went into the fermenter, we're actually dry hopping. Okay. And then we'd let it sit for another week and then try and get the hops off of it or whatever. And then another week of like full on like cold conditioning. I see. So it was like a three week process and it still didn't get the efficiency that this thing can do in an hour and a half or whatever. What an enormous mm. difference. Because you might as well be lagering beers at that point. So, yeah, it's still opening the fermenters and dumping the hops in. Basically. Is this thing okay. computer controlled so you can dial no, in what you pump. want? It's, it's, it's more, uh, you know, it's it's manual. So it's not computer driven. You you are able to hook our, we have our oxygen, like, DO meter yeah. atmosphere that we can hook up to it and see what the oxygen levels are. Right. Make sure there's no major oxygen pickup because that's a huge deal with dry hopping. Okay. Um, and when you say it's manual, is that Jose's cousin that comes in and does it for you? <laughs> no, or? no. I forgot we're still in contact. Yes. His cousin Jose. With the pulverizing of the... Your cousin manual. Yeah. With the pulverizing of the pellets, do you notice a clarity... Difference in, is there, or a set a set a clarity difference in how much time it takes for that beer. Oh yeah, for it to settle out yeah. and then oh, get yeah. the No, it's crazy. So the next day, the next day, all those hops, like I said, when it's actually happening, yeah, it's like, dude, it's neon green. Okay, all the beer is neon green. I would love right. to see that it's and taste it. Even I've though. never seen anything like that. The aroma will blow your mind. It doesn't wow. carry through in a finished product. Okay, but when it's basically just hop dust slurry, yeah, it's the most bright, intense hop character you've ever smelled. Okay, but the next day it's settled into a compact, like. Just layer in the bottom of okay. fine dust at the yeah. bottom. Okay. Okay. And that's easy to get out. It's yeah, not a big it's, deal it's then. Filter okay. right off the top of it. Right okay. The racking arm and yeah. So we're able to filter. We're able to filter the day after dry hopping. Wow. If we need to, okay. We'll wow. in an extra day, but you're stripping those oils so fast. It's changed stealth, shelf life stability. It's changed 
um, aroma, like efficiency as far as how much hops we use. We never drop the hops because we're like, oh, it's too aromatic. We just were able to use what we were and get more of a character out of it. But Got it. I mean, dude, it's game changer. So, What does it use inside there to do that? Is there a blender it's a, blade in there? It's the head of the pump. So the actual pump head has a shearing unit in it. Oh, okay. So it's on the wet side. The hops are getting dropped in, and as they're getting sent in with the beer, the liquid, they're going through that shearing head and just getting turned to nothing. Wow. Okay. It's, it's a sea actually. I don't know cool. if you've seen it, but they actually ah, plug yeah. it into a sea <laughs> right? and okay. just go through the impeller. Oh, okay. Yeah. The rolling we got, jet we got this bro on the throttle. On <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah manual. manual. That's manual. <laughs> 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 and, and you got some dude, like, you know, recording it for YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, really fantastic beers. You guys are killing it. And I love seeing breweries that have been around like you guys uh, doing so well like this. Uh, totally. Yeah, you're keeping Thank up you. with it. Um, are you going to kick Dad out of the company soon and let him, like, uh, retire? Or what's, their, what's, your, what's your game plan? Take him on I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> Take, Take him on a hunting trip. <laughs> <laughs> on a hunting trip, totally. <laughs> now he's going to, because you know he's going to listen. And so when his son invites him finally on that hunting trip, <laughs> he's gonna, now he's going to think twice. He's going to arm up. It's you guys right. just fucked my whole plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. You get along with your sister, too, the national oh, sales manager? Yeah, totally. Yeah? Totally. That's great. I love seeing family businesses like this. I think it's a yeah, cool thing really. you guys are doing, and um, and the beer's coming out awesome. Yeah. Uh, Jose, it's always nice to see you around here, so thanks for being with us. Yeah, thanks. Always nice to be at the Hop Grenade here. Cool. And now we got some Eel, Eel River beer on tap and in cans. Excited. Uh, and in sure. bottles. Do we have bottles out there, too? We got Earth Thirst Double IPA bottles, uh, Raven's Eye Imperial Stout bottles, wow. and uh, Emerald Triangle Pale Ale cans. Well, we won't have those for long, because I'm taking a good uh, <laughs> couple of two, three, six-packs home with me. Yeah. And then the rest are for you. To, you better get in here quick. Fuck that vitamin, vitamin B12 deficiency. No, I'm fine. I'm on the supplements now. No. It's, everything's working out great. It's all about supplements. Yeah. yeah. Like Eel River I'm, I'm, a, I'm a picture of health now. Well, you're, you're a picture of something. Uh, a, a picture. Yeah. yeah. And you have some health, so you're not wrong. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. How do you spell hell? <laughs> you can go to eelriverbrewing.com and check it all out. They've got a great website and um, kind of showcases their area, too. You can see the Redwoods on there. And um, I like your uh, catchphrase for the blonde, be natural, drink naked. Yeah. I like that. Totally. That's what Beardy does. It grosses us out, though. But Well, at uh, least his beard covers everything important. <laughs> that way I can really taste everything that there is in yeah. the beer. There's nothing below that beard worth seeing, so you're right. <laughs> it's all B. Yeah. Will yeah. the BA actually announce that beer if it wins a medal? Uh, well, it's just called the California Blondale, right? So they, they would. They just wouldn't announce the slogan oh, okay. on the bottom. Yeah, which they wouldn't anyways. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah, you guys don't have any controversial uh, beer names like that. I don't know Nothing offensive. I don't know if you've heard, but if you <laughs> well, win, we've done some stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's <laughs> been some things. things. You got to be, you gotta be yeah. careful now. If you enter the GABF, you can't p- be putting those offensive names right. on there. You don't, you don't have to be careful here. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're fine with it. Like baby dropper. <laughs> <laughs> well, we actually just did a Berliner Weiss with a full like Italian soda bar uh, syrup. Okay. Area. Yeah. And we called it one pump chump. Got <laughs> this one pump of syrup in each. <laughs> Please enter it into the GABM. And, but all that you'll get is like blank 
wins the silver medal yeah. or whatever you end up getting. Sorry, if we that. get the silver, sweet. Blank yeah. it is. That's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah one blank chunk. Blank Berliner Vites. Yeah. All right, go to eelriverbrewing.com and check it out. Hang out with us. We've got a couple more things to do, but thank you guys again for being here and sharing uh, awesome, awesome beer. Um, all right, so what do we have to do? Oh, I wanted to let you guys know about Drake's Brewing Company Session Fest is coming up again. Uh, talking about crushable beers, JP. Crushable bra, 11 out of 5, would crush. <laughs> May 20th, uh, the Session Beer Festival at Drake's Brewing Company. Um Actually, I think they do it at Oakland's Jack London Square now. Um, yeah, because it's grown quite a bit. Their first Session mm-hmm. Fest was just at the brewery, and now there's so many great Session beers that they moved over to Oakland's Jack London Square. It's on May 20th from 1 to 5 p.m. Over 30 craft breweries sharing a wide range of carefully crafted full flavor and super refreshing otherwise known as crushable crushable bro session beers uh for kicking back on a warm summer day uh it's really a a, a cool beer festival it so really is you can go get tickets now and um tickets are cheap pre-sale tickets are 30 bucks that's nothing dude yeah 30 yeah. bucks um Your bar tab with me would be less <laughs> huh. uh tickets available at the door for 35 bucks if you don't want to get them in advance but i would suggest you do so this is going to be a popular festival so go check it out you can go to drinkdrakes.com and uh, just look on their events page you'll find all the information you need to go to the uh, session beer festival all right um what was our twitter game today jp uh we're going to get in the pharmaceutical game Okay. So I want you to name our new drug and, and tell us what it does. Oh, that's right. Because new... we need to know what we're targeting before we start making it. Right. Yeah, of course. Aren't we always targeting me feeling good and living? Yes, that is our sole purpose. <laughs> well, so. the feeling life. good, maybe not the living part. No. no. <laughs> feel good as I die. That's right. <laughs> That really is my main goal in life. That's the main it's goal. Feel yeah, good what is the Deadpool here? I mean, let's be What honest. is the Deadpool at? I can arrange It's going to happen. I, was talking I, with can, Doc. I can make this happen for you. I was talking with Doc about this. I am definitely at the top of the uh, death pool. There is, I think, some debate about whether or not uh, Tasty or Doc is right below me on, on the death pool mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that there that's a pretty tight race. We're going right to get to the bottom of this. Don't worry. Yeah, I'll talk to that. you about this after oh, the show. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You've right. seen me yeah. rage. Bad news for you, just yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. You've seen my bad decisions. I know, yeah. but it's your bad decisions coupled with your apparently superior genetics. Uh, I know, and, uh, that's why I think you're just. We never know if Tasty's above you or not. Um, Tasty, by the way, traveling the world right now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's in the UK. He's, yeah, um, he's going to England first, and then Ireland, and doing some. Will he uh, make it back? And does the BN have to pay for shipping his body back? <laughs> you know what? I would do that. I think we have to have his body home, and so if that happens, yes, the okay. BM the BM would. He has wait. kids; they can pay for. They're adults. Right. That's true. How much is it again? Kickstarter. <laughs> well, it's baby. about a ton. We so. need a Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah, kick I hope the, we don't lose him starter. overseas. That would be tough. Oh. I think I feel like fans take care of him when he travels, so he's more likely to survive there than he is at home. I feel the opposite. I feel like fans like push him too. over the limit. Oh yeah, they're <laughs> they try to find his breaking point, so they can go. Oh man, I gotta fucking waste him. Tasty. Yeah. I'm gonna make that T-shirt. I'm a murderer. I killed Tasty. Is a good T-shirt. Oh yeah. yeah. Whoever is with him when that happens definitely gets the I killed okay, Tasty so shirt. The, all the money that would normally go into bringing his body this way, yeah, goes into T-shirts. Into T-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> For the entire country, they killed yeah. him. Yeah. In the future is in T-shirts, <laughs> or at least the beer festival that he's I, at. Yeah. Hopefully, he'll die in like that. That. Uh, 
period. Car, car chase tunnel thing. <laughs> That's a terrible. I mean, like I Princess like Di. I wish right. upon yeah. him dying in his uh, sentence with hopefully he dies. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Dot, That's dot, right. dot. It's because Doc likes the corner seat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. like your new seat in the studio. I'm, loving, I'm really loving this. <laughs> Great. I won't tell the FBI that when they come questioning how tasty I died. had nothing to do with it. I did not take him on a hunting trip. You know you don't get the shirt if you fucking sit with that story. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah. You don't get that shirt at all. You get the fuck doc shirt is what you get. Hey. For killing tasty. I think he needs to go on a hunting trip. <laughs> All right, let's let's hear about our Twitter results. (laughs) All right, well, Clayton says uh, we should make something called Crop Dustium. Okay. Uh, Which sounds more like an element, but uh, anyway, uh, it removes the gassy effect that beer and homebrew has in the gastrointestinal tract. I like this one. Crop Dustium. This one's Uh highly um, needed and hopefully effective. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Okay. I think it's it's Gas X? Crop Dustion. Not, you're right. It sounds like an element. <laughs> He's changing it. Yeah, okay, great. I, I like it. I think it should be a like a smoke bomb kind of thing where you could like diffuse farts. Ah, see that would be because then you know that you're doing. It. People know you're uh, doing. I just got it. Crop, stu- crop dusted. I you think it should just drop this. Yeah, like old magician's trick. Well, yeah. that could be the FDA's phase two. Like first, it's an internal pill, and then later, yeah, it's hey, a smoke the, bomb. It, this is just pharmaceuticals. It doesn't have to be. It could be injected. For all I know, okay. I have no idea. Hey, it doesn't we matter. Can, we can taste. We can test it on tasty. Don't <laughs> taste it. All right. What all else? right. Brian Baumgart says uh, beard ease, which is beard hyphen easy, <laughs> helps you grow a beard faster, so that you can be that homeless looking guy in your group of friends. I like that. Yeah. Beard ease. Uh, Jeff Jeff Grelnick says, (laughs) Clevator. (laughs) It increases visible cleavage in both ladies and beer festival dudes. Okay. Uh, Warning, do not take with B12. May cause excessive handiness. Okay. Uh, Now, when he says increases cleavage in beer fest dudes, too, is he talking about the low uh, V-neck dude trend right now? uh, Uh, These are still in or they're back? I think so. How else are you going to see cleavage on a dude? Oh, the VTs? I hate VTs. Butt crack cleavage? VTs? That's another thing. Yeah. Okay. Cleavator. Cleavator. Jesse says uh, Zymagard. Your skin becomes toxic to all but a single yeast strain. You no longer need to bathe or sanitize. You are a walking yeast inoculation. Mm-hmm. And I put this in because it's so fucking weird. It's not necessarily funny. It's just But weird. then it's like if you if you could just put your hand in your wort and inoculate and know that it's a single strain and it's clean and you'll get a great ferment out of it, oh, why wouldn't I you do that? See. Mm. Clearly he's like... Um, Way the fuck out there? <laughs> yeah. Well, or, or so your, your skin, like your skin is all yeast. Right. I also think he clearly like? works in pharmaceuticals. Like <laughs> yeah. this person. Yeah. I like it that. It seems like yeah. something he's created. Yeah. Okay. All right. From the makers of Beardies. You, you look like Soraya. <laughs> From the makers of Beardies and Clevator. Brian writes um, mm-hmm. N-E-I-P-A Tex or Nipa Tex. Okay. <laughs> Causes your eyes and taste buds to make you think that any IPA is enjoyable. <laughs> Nepotex. Yeah, From I the makers more. of Zymagard. I need a prescription. Okay. Uh, Mark Wilson says, Sully gone. <laughs> 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 Reduces cranial swelling and, and eliminates facial reddening. Side effects <laughs> include <laughs> not... Side effects include not dating anyone within 20 years of your age. 
<laughs> of course, about our good friend Sully yeah. over at the 218. Oh, my Sully God. Gone. This one is good. Oh, from the uh, makers of Nipotex. I'm not <laughs> taking that one. <laughs> yeah. I'm out of that. Right. Dave McRunnell. Fix-a-brew. It's P-H-I-X-a-brew. Fix-a-brew. Simply makes homebrew drinkable. Recommended by Dr. Homebrew. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and that's, that's that's your uh, Twitter game, my friend. All right. Well, you know, the competition was really tough, I felt <laughs> until, like, until we got to Sullygon. Sullygon. <laughs> I'm good and, with it. And the name Sullygon isn't the best. That might need some yeah. some work, but the uh, the side effects are amazing. <laughs> I think it would be like Sull effects. There you go. So, the, yeah, it has to be <laughs> something like that. Um, I, everybody okay with that Sully-guns. one? Sullygons. are winner of the Twitter game tonight. All right. Email Bevo at thebrewingnetwork.com or whatever happens, and uh, Bevo will send you a prize for winning our Twitter game today. All right. You guys want to talk about Adam and Eve? Yes. Uh, I think, I think yeah. we should get somebody else to talk about it. You want? I'm you, a fan. You want? To, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have a volunteer. Was that was that Matt or Jose? Oh, Matt. That, Matt. that was Matt. Matt. Organic, right there. Our, have you used our coupon code? Uh, well, Adam and Eve um, is determined to help you spice things up in the bedroom, Matt, and they're backing up that promise. Um, you can go to AdamandEve.com and get fifty percent off just about any item when you enter coupon code BNARMY. B-N-A-R-M-Y, uh, at checkout, and that's a good deal in and of itself. But back by popular demand and for a limited time, you're going to get the free Big O kit. And who Ooh. doesn't like the Big O? Uh, Adam and Eve's Big O kit includes their exclusive Climax Gel. I don't know about the whole Big gel o. thing. I mean, yeah. I think it's for, like, you know, if you're 45 and over. Yeah. Like, right. I don't think our age needs a gel. We don't need help finishing faster. Is that no, no. I, no. Okay. I need a rubber band sport? on my fucking job. <laughs> no. Yeah. The, I know, started. Why can't yeah. they just give out rubber bands? They would save so much money. <laughs> Who doesn't need the gel? Uh, you or... Well, uh, it's for the dude, I think. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. The idea well, no. of a gel. Oh, no, maybe makes... it's for the chick. Uh, it's exclusive, exclusive uh, Climax gel and a mini vibrator. Well, I'm not uh, sure that my dick puts out, like, <laughs> like some cool, like, lubricant. Wait, yours doesn't secrete? <laughs> it's, more of, it's more of a dust of his age. Uh, Fair question. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's not, more like hop dust. Not early on. <laughs> you don't have early onset secretion? Oh, no. no cause that's really? I'm, I'm a gooey mess before I ever yeah. get started. That's a young man's game, dude. Mm. Sex. Yeah. Uh, Sex is a young man's game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it's not. Uh, it well, be. <laughs> There's gels for that. Yeah, barely. <laughs> Let's go back to the I don't gel. know why, but I was thinking about this today. Like, I am concerned about the day, which could be any day now. I don't know when. We're That's why I'm right. right. When when it become when sex becomes an issue when you they ha, when it requires pre planning oh, and gel. Uh, oh yeah, and, like have an injection no, it, or a pill it, or something. Like it could be a year. It could be ten years. I don't know. Yeah. It only it only requires a new girlfriend. I see. Ah. <laughs> so as soon as things start to go bad, just try that no, first. No, so just planning and just get a new girlfriend. It's more organic, anymore. Matt, to do it that way. I don't yeah, know if you know. Rather than taking pills, just get a new girlfriend. Just get a new girlfriend. Fuck, just throw the gamut at it. Just do the pills, the gel. The girlfriend. The, girlfriend. Yeah. the convertible party, yeah. dude. Yeah. Come on. You're right. I will freak out like that, too, where I'll just do all the things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why take a chance? You're right. 
<laughs> All right. Well, exclusive Climax gel and a mini vi- uh, vibrator. Um, you'll also get your entire order sent to you for free. So take advantage of this limited time offer. A new adult toy, a naughty movie, or almost anything else. Not um, You'll get 50% off that item. And then get free shipping plus the big O kit, which includes the Climax gel, the mini vibrator. There you, go. Um, you won't get this uh, deal anywhere else. Probably not. Um Except for maybe on another podcast. Um, just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout. That's B-N-A-R-M-Y at adamandeve.com. And by the way, by using that, it does help us um, quite a bit. Uh, Adam and Eve has stuck with us for a long time. And apparently it's because you're a bunch of perverts. Out there. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's so. good. Or you guys are much older and you need a lot of gel. <laughs> help give us the big O Either and you. use the promo code. That's yeah. right. Thank you. Uh, all right. So By the way, you guys are fucked. Do all those things. Who, us? Fuck you, gay. Uh, we weren't making fun of you specifically, Doc. You should I was. You really should <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. When you turn 60, you're probably going to kill the rest of us at your birthday oh, party yeah. anyway. Duh. So. That's next month, right? Um, it's, it's not far away. What are you now? 55? 57. 57. Yeah, we <laughs> he's got, it's been he's got seven new, years since the last one when I had to recover the nuclear from. clock uh-huh. going. He's afraid now because mm-hmm. it's that much closer. Oh, yeah. God, I can't do it. I turned 40 this year. You'll be over 40 when oh, that happens. We've been planning this. Is 40. Really? Uh, are you 40, Jose? Turning 40 in October. In October. I'm September. October what? I'm November. Look this. Not looking but forward the old, to any we got the old geezers crew over I'm, here. I'm March in eight years. <laughs> God. We're not old. Shut the fuck up We're here. seasoned. I don't know. Feels old. It's remember, not, not. remember when we were young and broadcasting out of a garage. I do and, red and recovery was Drink easy. Like we partied in the garage and like in the kitchen afterward. Yeah, and then Tuesday was no big deal. It's fine. Not well, it's for still some listen. of us. Mm. <laughs> it was still fucked for you. Yeah, still that's isn't. probably true. Uh, it's a big deal now. It's a big deal. What? Like I drank. Uh, so we were uh, Jose and I were at the uh, Martinez, um, the Bay Area Craft Beer Festival on Saturday. So was and then I, I went out and partied afterward. And man, by Sunday I was a mess. Like uh, these things take time now. Uh, Sunday was yesterday. Yeah, that yep. was uh, that's when <laughs> I was a mess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Justin knows. Yeah, uh, I was with you. I know. I'm agreeing, Doc. Your genetics are better. You're fine. I this it doesn't work for me anymore. I'll sleep tomorrow. Okay. Was talking about Boonville. Boonville's coming up like this weekend. The beer festival. Gonna. No, uh, for the same reason. Actually, I got to go to <laughs> I got to go to Colorado. But I, what I was talking about is in the early years of the BN. I used to love that festival because it was my kind of fest. Like two nights all night. To, you get to hang out with all the brewers. Brewers drink. camp for sure. Now I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't think I would survive <laughs> that. I can't do you it. You barely survived. Like I remember the time that we went, I was climbing out of my tent, and it was like 10:30, and everyone was, exci- it was surprised that there was movement coming out of your tent. And I remember uh, it was in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> you unzip the tent and you're sitting there and you look like fucking hot shit. Yeah, yeah. Your hair's all everywhere and you had a jug of water and you're sitting there like waiting for the reaper to come and take you, <laughs> drinking yeah. the water. And I took the photo and I was like. Yeah, you look terrible, and that's when and I, I could you, handle it. Yeah, <laughs> that's when you were young. Yeah. No one, no one deserves to have a photo taken of themselves the Sunday morning. Thank you, Jose. Justin does. Thank Justin you. does. Yeah. No, no, no one, yes, no one, no one. I'm going to see Dead Mouse tomorrow night on Tuesday. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, what does yeah. that mean? I like the color purple. I think it's a good color. That's a young man's game you're going to, Doug. My liver takes it. Okay. 
How does your Wednesday morning patient take it? Uh, <laughs> well, it's me. With more so no. it doesn't yeah. matter. Actually, it's Anders. Oh, that's who you're going to hang out with, or that's who your patient is? Both. Both. You'll be fine. The okay. two of you will like ride together into work, having not slept from Modest yeah. Mouse or whatever you're saying. Actually, I, I, I did move things back. Yeah. I'm, I'm responsible. <laughs> well, take your partying responsibly. That's good advice yeah, right there. Yeah, it's always good that way. All right. Well, I think that's about it for me. Uh, we've got an off week next week, which is exciting. I recover from those really well. <laughs> um, Oddly enough, they take me a long time. E- even at your age. <laughs> so the, the yeah. host is off? Everybody's off. You have to show up, Doc, because you're fine. You I, can do all the things. I can. Can I run the board? Can I spill shit on it? You're not going to do worse than me, apparently. So. I don't know. That Adam and Eve fucking ad was pretty hot, dude. <laughs> we can make it way worse. Dude. Yeah. Hot and dry. Yeah. Because <laughs> no climax gel for me. <laughs> Hot and dry. Uh, all right, so we're off next week. Uh, looks like when we come back, though, we got a good show planned for you. Uh, although I have no idea what it is. No, it's here somewhere. Oh, Beva, what is it? Urban Chestnut Brewing. Oh, awesome! Yeah, they're going to be on, so that'll be a good time. Uh, I'll be back for that too. Those guys make some great beer. And then you know what else we got coming up in May? Doctor Bamforth is going to be back on the show. That's right. Yeah, that's pretty oh. cool. Doctor Bamforth's always a good time, um, so he'll be here. Lots of other good stuff coming up too. Thanks again to Eel River for being in the studio. Matt, Jose, totally. appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks for being here. Yeah, have a good time at Boonville. Definitely. Good luck. Um, yeah, that's like in your backyard. You guys got to go to that, don't you? It's right up there. It's or, not as close as you there. think. Right? <laughs> it's really not. Okay. All right, everybody. Thanks, JP. You going to get us out of here? No. All right. Please. Bye, everyone. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. The boys from Eel River came down from Humboldt County to chat with us about their beers. Hit them up at eelriverbrewing.com to learn more. Merge your love of Disneyland with your lack of engaging podcast and go to earsupodcast.com as JP, Terrence, Bevo, and Taryn talk about all things Disney. Go check out Moscow's Hop Cartoons over at hoplifestore.com. Get on Twitter for some good beer insight and homebrew info and follow Nate Smith and Nathan Homebrew, Mike McDowell at Tasty McD. Warren is stuck over at another Beardy, and the great Beverly is crushing cyberspace at Bevo One. JP thinks Twitter's dead, and you should instead follow him on Instagram at Major Jip. Today's show is produced by Bevo, and your host has been Justin Crossley. Be sure to find the Brewery Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Justin's on my sky when